All right, it's commentary time. Welcome back to the Crossover Podcast. Got a nice little round table here. I'm just going to go ahead and introduce everybody. And don't be offended, guys, about the order. I am going in order of how much I like you. Um, so first up, Mike Leapock. Say hi to everybody. Hey, I'm first. Yay. All right. Yeah, uh, going bottom up. I didn't. I was going to say I didn't say if it was ascending or descending. All right. Yeah. Second guy here. You all know him from our most popular podcast so far, the Game of Thrones number five preview. Rob Callflesh, how's it going? I'm the middleman either way. Yes. Oh, all right. <laughs> and last but certainly not least, Dave Freiberg. How's it going? <laughs> hey, I didn't say if it was ascending or descending order, did I? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. All right, that's good. Good to hear. All right, so we actually have sort of a round table, or is it a square table? Because we have four. We I know we ran into that controversy last time. We we got some four swords going. Four swords. All right. So just make sure we don't cross the streams, basically. Um, we're gonna be doing a little commentary track today. Uh, we were joking around earlier this week, and I I was bored. I I wanted to record a podcast and. I had a lot of fun doing that Daredevil uh, commentary that we did uh, about a month and a half ago. So I figured let's do it again and let's do another comic book movie. And my friend, uh, our, our friend who's been probably had the most appearances on the podcast so far, uh, Kevin Miller suggested we do the first X-Men movie and he was supposed to be here, but he bailed. So that's his loss because we're going to do this and we're going to have a lot of fun. And I guess that makes him weak. I'm just going to throw that out there. <laughs> so He's a tool. A weak yeah, tool. He's a weak tool. All right, so there we go. Uh, now that we've insulted Miller, we can get on to the good stuff. Um, he's today, a tool made of spaghetti. A hammer made of pasta. <laughs> <laughs> so we did the Daredevil movie first. We're going to do the first X-Men movie because I think that it's good enough that we'll be able to watch it. But there's also enough silly stuff that I will be able to make fun of it. So I think it'll it'll work out pretty well. Um, we're just going to go around the table. I'm going to start with Mike. Um, did you see this movie in the theaters? Or where were you when you first saw the uh, first X-Men movie? Uh, I think I actually rented it. Uh, I don't think I saw it in the theaters. I'm pretty sure I rented it from Blockbuster, which uh, you know shows how old the movie is that that thing still existed. Um, that or I might have actually just downloaded it, but I don't think I saw it in theaters, but I haven't seen it in a really long time. Nice. So every, every reaction we get from you will be pretty natural then. Um, what about you, Rob? Where were you the first time you saw the X-Men movie? I did see this in theaters. I saw it with uh, a bunch of friends from high school. Um, and I think I re, uh, were you still either... living in the West Coast when this movie came out? No. Oh, okay, so you were over in... Because 2000, uh, yeah, it was high school here, so like the one year I was at Bluebell. Okay. With so... uh, the lot of you or somebody. But like you you were like just fresh coming over, right? Like you had... Yeah, yeah. Uh... Oh, yeah. Okay. I, was only there, I was only at Bluebell for one so year. So that's how far back this goes, because we've known each other for yeah. a long time. <laughs> yeah, this goes back a few years. Oh, my God. Like, I can't believe this. This, this is a film. Like, I talk about on my podcast all the time that... Um, movies should be split into two eras like how religion has bc and ad movies should have like <laughs> am and bm which is before matrix and after matrix this mm. is one that would caught would fall into the am category so it is after yeah. matrix so if we see hilarious Isn't it just after the matrix just yeah because yeah. matrix i think was 1999 
Yeah, it was 99 because that was the year, the last year that I was in DC. Yeah, so maybe we'll 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 grant the the 2000 movies a little bit of leeway because they were probably already filmed and shot before yeah. and before Matrix came out. So maybe we'll grant this one a little. But like basically anything after the year 2000, there's absolutely no reason for poor cartoonish CG like Wait. we got in the Daredevil movie that we watched. <laughs> oh jeez, you don't awful. you don't think they all should have went back and redone all of post production? <laughs> like no, no, they shouldn't have gotten that far, but. Like some of them, they should have. Yeah, like, <laughs> well, it's like Dave, exactly because like Dave was here for the the Daredevil commentary and like that movie was bad. They did that opening sequence where they were like doing like this cartoon CG version of Hell's Kitchen during the opening credits, and it was just fucking terrible. And it was three years after it was a good three four years after the Matrix movie came out, so there was no excuse for it. And segue segueing into that. Dave, uh, where were you when you first saw the, the X-Men movie? Honestly, I don't really remember. I'm pretty sure I saw it in theaters because I, I really liked watching comic book movies back in the day. But that was like, I think I graduated grade 8 in 2000. Yeah, it was like 2000, like, 15 years ago. So I would have been like 13. Holy shit. I'm fairly certain I went to this movie. Like, I definitely saw this in theaters. I think I saw it with my brother. I think I think because we were in within walking distance of a movie theater, and I'm pretty sure we walked over and caught like a matinee or something on when it first came out. And I liked it so much. I know I went to see this one twice because, um, like I said, like to borrow a like I used this line earlier, but to borrow a phrase from a comic book movie that would came that you know came out later, this wasn't the comic book movie we deserved. But it was the comic book movie that we needed at the time because basically this movie coupled kind of with Blade, this was the one that washed the bad taste of like Batman and Robin out of our mouths and other. Well, I, I would say Spider Man kind of did because didn't Spider Man come out just before this? No, Spider Man was too. No, Spider Man was Spider Man was after this. Like yeah, this was the one that that started this yeah. this whole like it was the, the damn. I, I feel like this is the start of an of the modern marvel era well it was this, this like this the argument the bar. yeah the, the argument is the first x-men movie or blade because blade came out in 1998 and blade was good enough and oh my god we should record a commentary track to blade but blade was good enough that yeah, right. it came it, out in 2002 yeah it washed the taste yeah well you know how i know spider-man came out in 2002 because obviously there was the you have imdb open no yeah but, like there were the horrific <laughs> events of 2000 of uh 9-11 obviously and if you'll remember the first teaser oh right yeah, yeah 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 what had um it showed like a bank robbery and then these guys like they, like uh, it's a bunch of these guys they like kick open the door of a bank and then they're like it's like four or five guys and they're like oh they, they robbed this bank and then they grab the money and they run to the roof of the bank and there's like a helicopter that picks them up and the helicopter um, flies away, and then all of a sudden, it it like the helicopter stops moving, and the one guy goes like, "What the what's happening?" And he goes, "We're not moving." And then the helicopter like whips backwards, and then all of a sudden, the helicopter is like stuck, and then it zooms out, it zooms out, and it zooms out, and you see that um, the helicopter has been caught in between a giant spider web that was created between the twin towers that were unfortunately you know, knocked over by... You can't do that no more. <laughs> yeah, so that trailer ended up... That trailer ended up being pulled. And I remember that was a really, really good trailer because it, like, it like pulled out 
And then it was like, oh my God. And I remember I saw that trailer in, um, I'm not sure if, Rob, did you go and see the Final Fantasy CG movie with me in the theaters? Were you there for that? Uh, I might have been. I did see it in the theater. I so think it's you quite were. possible you were there too. I think it was you, me, and your brother. And yeah. yeah, that sounds right. And we were there, and we saw that trailer, and you and you and your brother knew what a big Spider-Man fan I was, and we didn't yeah. know that trailer was coming. And I remember I pretty much had to go change my shorts afterwards because <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. Here's, did <laughs> you make a mess? <laughs> yeah. Like, like, this was before. Like, we still had the internet, but this was before it was like, hey, we know a movie's coming out a year before it comes out, right? Yeah. Like, when it's just the thought. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. Um so yeah, I remember that trailer got pulled. So I do remember that the Spider-Man movie came out in 2000. So this one, it does kick off the whole Marvel universe thing. Yeah, it does a little bit. Like this is the first time 20th Century Fox, because this is 20th Century Fox. So technically, all the X-Men stuff doesn't fall within what the is MCU. called the MCU. But you know, this was pretty good. This is the one that kind of got her started and, and ready to go. So. Um, Let's, you know, without further ado, let's get her started. So if you're, if you're watching, line up your DVD or your streaming or your Netflix or whatever you got to do. We, we don't condone piracy. No, we don't condone piracy, but we're also not going to stop it on <laughs> podcasts. So go ahead, everybody get yourself set to absolute zero and I am pressing play now. So there we go. The 20th Century Fox. I'm, I'm it's uh, going right now. Sleephawk making it lined up. Certain that I get sued. Yeah. Mike, if you're doing that to your time, I am a good like second or two off. <laughs> Excellent. That so, means I can sing along with everything and so freak we, you out. We start off this movie with the silky smooth voice, like velvet and peanut butter, the voice of Patrick Stewart. And very rarely in comic book movie casting, especially in this era, in the year 2000, did they get a cast? Like, just, do they cast the part so fucking correct? Like, like a thousand percent? Patrick Stewart Patrick and Stewart. Ian McKellen are both incredible. Yes. Yeah. Those were two fantastic Patrick choices. Stewart I can't picture it. This opening is way more trippy than I remember it. <laughs> I, I don't remember it. And what is happening? Are we in a brain? Uh, yeah, we're <laughs> like some sort of DNA scan. I think that's what we are, story. yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's where we were. Yeah. Now we're in, we're in robot brain. And now we're, we're, in in we're in Cerebro on drugs. Apparently. And now we're, like, speaking of Cerebro on drugs, here we are. World War II, the internment camps. I don't know which one. I, I assume it's Sobibor because Sobibor is the one I think that they all escaped from. And no, they're in Poland, so the death. Right. Wow. This is straight up World War Two. Yeah, this is, you guys, you guys are totally a good second and a half ahead of me. Well, thank you for pointing that out because now you have dated this pod. <laughs> Way to roll with <laughs> it, Dave. <laughs> so anyway, here we are. So if you have never seen this movie before, and if you haven't, shame on you. This is Young Magneto walking through the internment camps of world war two here. And you see everybody's marked up with these, with the, the numbers and the stars started. Yeah. Right. They all had, they all had the, the, the yellow star. Like some of them had the yellow stars. Star yeah. On there. You see them there. They've all got the yellow star on there. So that they are 
immediately recognized as being Jewish. My God, what a terrible thing World War II was. It really was. But like the, the Nazis actually did that though, didn't they? They actually like tax yeah. like numbers and whatnot. Yeah, yeah there's um yeah. uh actually I was talking with uh, I can't remember who, but they've worked in nursing homes before and there was a strict rule against anyone having any tattoos because there were um in like internment camp survivors, concentration camp survivors, and they would just freak out seeing any tattoos because they were forced to have tattoos to uh, you know, identify themselves. That's insane. This is a heartbreaking. Like this scene is actually like if you're thinking about it, this is in two thousand. Like we we don't know who any of these people are. Technically, unless you're like a huge comic book fan, you obviously know that that's like young Magneto. But like this is actually a pretty Gun pretty scene. scene. Yeah, Person. considering we don't know the names of any of the people involved in this scene, right? Like, oh, like so. This is your introduction to comic book movies. Let's just go straight on, uh, you know, World War Two. <laughs> yeah, like let's go right to the stuff. And it, like, if you haven't watched, like, like I said, if you read comic books, you knew that this is Magneto because Magneto was always a, a Holocaust survivor, which is yeah. you know one of the reasons he hated human beings. But of course, the the important thing is is that that this got so many people interested who hadn't read the comics who didn't know exactly and like considering this is a 2000 movie and oh jeez caught him right in the fucking head there with a butt of a gun delegated hurt but like and obviously you see him move the, the thing and like if, even if you don't know comic books you know who magneto is and you know that he you know controls metal and stuff so when you see and him fence like pan that up to kevin bacon oh wait no that's a different movie no that's, <laughs> that's close that's that's a pod for another time. Although that movie would be tough to do because it's it's really good, and I don't know if there's enough scenes in it that you can make fun of. Now, speaking of scenes you can make fun of, here we are. Because let me ask you a question here. The not too distant future. The not too distant future. <laughs> Here's Anna Paquin doing her ferocious, and that's half horrible, half atrocious. Um, copyright Tim McAuliffe doing her ferocious southern accent. My question to you: Did the people who make True Blood watch this movie and think that's the bad southern accent that we need? We need, that's our sookie. That's our sookie. We need Anna Paquin as our ferocious, ferocious southern belle doing this awful accent. And I'm just gonna throw this out there: Anna Paquin can't act. Like I just. You guys can call me crazy if you want. I just, she is not good in this movie. She is not good in any of the subsequent X-Men movies that she's in. She's very stiff. Like, you can tell she's acting, right? Like, it's not natural. Well, she's got weird eyes. They just don't react the same way that they should. Like, didn't she win in, was she the one who won an Oscar when she was a kid? Yes. Yes, she was. She's one of the, like, she's one of those, uh, like, Anna Paquin's on the list of, like, when you look at people who, like, Leonardo DiCaprio doesn't have an Oscar, right? Le like, Anna Paquin's right. on that list of people that you're like, Anna Paquin has an Oscar and Leonardo DiCaprio doesn't, right? <laughs> like, like, the dean, like, they, like, the guy who plays the dean on Community has a Oscar, and so does Anna Paquin, and so does Monique, and Leonardo DiCaprio doesn't. Hey, 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 the, the guy who plays, uh, uh, Jim Rash is awesome. <laughs> yes, he is awesome. And in his defense, and, he, and he, he has his Oscar for writing. Right? Yeah, I was gonna say in his defense, his Oscar is for screenplays. But still, you're like he has an Oscar and <laughs> DiCaprio doesn't. Now, um, that scene that we just saw with Rogue that we kind of skipped that was 
pretty accurate to the comic books because that is how Rogue discovers her powers. Is she like when she first discovers her powers is when she gives her first kiss to a boy and then nearly kills yeah. that boy. And they did that justice in the incredibly awesome X-Men animated series as well, where, you know, like, just a really, just, like, just fantastic stuff with Rogue. Although I didn't like that they did the update emo Rogue to this particular, like, X, like X-Men movie. Like, I didn't like, I like, I preferred my, my animated series Rogue where she's like the tough broad as opposed to like kind of this emo broad that they did in this particular movie. What do you guys think? I've never thought of Rogue as being a central character, so I don't really care that much either way. She's essentially just a plot device for this entire series of movies, right? <laughs> like, isn't that what she is? They only have her for the reasons that Magneto is using to use her to his whole freaking plan. Well, is she? I don't remember after like X two, and I don't remember much of the Last Stand, but she's definitely a plot device in this movie. Yeah. Yes, she's she's absolutely a plot device in this one. But like yeah, that was one thing that kind of like I was like whatever, I'll buy it. But I was put off when I first watched it because I mean my big thing was the uh, watching the cartoons, and at that point she had already gotten her flying and super strength powers, and so that's yeah. the rogue that I knew. Yeah, oh, so yeah, she she wasn't uh, she wasn't a teenager in the in the animated one. No, she was always trying to give a handy to uh, Gambit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, like, like the thing that was weird was oh, that's her first shot. Oh, Thank you. I, I'm going to interrupt because the scene that just passed with uh, what was going on there politically. <laughs> hey, bring me in line with the second or two. But that was like we're basically getting into civil war right there too with mutant registration. Yeah. And this is the introduction of Magneto, which is. Yeah. And this is why X-Men like, like, like just, this is why it, it's so appealing. Like, like that X-Men animated series was so perfect for our particular age bracket because we were, you know, like becoming teenagers and stuff like that. And when you're a teenager and you're in freaking high school right and high school so everybody's so fake and no one's who they really are and everyone kind of feels like an outcast like that's why that x-men thing hits so hard because you watch that and you're like you're either read or you watch the animated series and you were like yeah i do kind of feel like like you could identify yeah more with the x-men and with spider-man than you could could with say like tony stark as iron man or or yeah, Captain Bruce, America. Bruce Wayne, <laughs> Captain America or Bruce Wayne is Batman and stuff like that, right? Where you're like, I'm not a billionaire. I don't know what it's like to. Yeah. Oh, Canada, shut up. Um, That's how we roll. Yeah. Um, just, well, like, cause just going back to the rogue conversation, because. Because here we are. The, yeah, because here we are. With <laughs> Why is she here? Oh, she's. Why is she like, I made a guy sick. I'm going to go to Canada. <laughs> it looks like she's heading to the wall too. Like she looks like the red priestess right now. Right? We're like, like I, I think I think there's some deliberate little red riding hood. Yeah, so she's like little going on. riding hood right now with this hoodie, where because she's clearly incognitous because she's got her hoodie. Oh, you know what? And she meets a wolf. Yeah, it doesn't make sense because like <laughs> yeah, she technically does, doesn't she? She's Sansa right now. <laughs> um, because like. Clearly, she's incognitous because she's still got her hoodie pulled up as if any of these people in rural Canada would recognize her. 
yeah. <laughs> in, a, in a big hot room, keeping on your jacket and covering yourself with a hood is going to make you less, look less conspicuous. And there he is, the first. Here's another cast they got right, because, like, who... Like I like I realize he's played. Are you talking about Hugh Jackman? Yeah, I realize he's played Wolverine for 15 years now, and 15 years later, it's a little stagnant. But my fucking god, what a good cast that was! Yeah, I can't picture anybody else in that role. Yeah, like when he's done with it, can you picture anybody else then taking over? Absolutely. Red Betty is done with it. Uh, Wolverine three is going to be his last time doing Wolverine. Yeah. Is it? They're doing a Wolverine three? Well, I learned something here on this podcast. Yeah, I remember it saying. Oh, that'll it. hurt. <laughs> this is good. And what a dirty fucker this guy is. Like, because the guy told him that he's like, don't hit him in the balls. And then when it, he immediately walked in and kicked him in the balls. And it's like, yeah. first off, if you're a dude, I realize it's a cage fight and anything goes, but like, no dude goes into a cage fight and says, you know what, the first thing I'm going to do is kick him in the balls. Right? <laughs> like, nobody, like, if a dude goes to kick another dude in the balls, it's only as like a last resort. And even then, like, I would only kick a dude in the balls if he was, like, trying to rob me because there's no shame in kicking a guy who tries to rob you in the beanbags. Did he just win that fight with a cigar in his mouth? Because that would have yeah. been awesome. <laughs> no, I think he had, the like... only thing that would have made it better is if he was holding a beer as well. That's true. <laughs> I, think, I think he had his... I think he Look had at like the a... old bunny. Look at the old bunny. <laughs> oh, he also didn't even really throw a punch. Oh, he God, he let him punch his hand, and then I think he headbutted him, and that was about it. <laughs> Yeah, I think he had, like, his own, I, like, I think Wolverine had his own, like, ledge within the cage that he, like, kept his beer and yeah. cigar, so, like... He's got a cubby. Yeah, <laughs> he, he's, he's been winning for so long that he gets his own, like, hat rack, basically. <laughs> in the cage. This Good really call, amazing. though, Robin, like, because that's, like, the old 20, right? Like, it doesn't look yeah. like, because, like, currently, if you're not Canadian and you're listening, um, we have reprinted our money. The old money. A number of times. Yeah, number of times, yeah. Movie came out. The money they they have here actually looks like I think our money should look because right now our money basically looks like if a cartoon character. It's plastic essentially. Yeah, it's it's very plastic because it's impossible it's to counterfeit. Yeah. So right now they're listening to this broadcast talking about how the Ameri- like the Americans are trying to legislate the mutants. And here we are. Oh, it's Dave Batista. Wait, really? <laughs> no. <laughs> it might as well have been, though. It's just so... Oh, actually, that's not true, because Dave Batista was fantastic in Guardians of the Galaxy. This is just some this random... So good. Dude. I love this. Yeah. This is a really good scene. I always love this bit here. And, like, look <laughs> how... The middle. Yeah, look how damaging these fuckers look. Because I remember, like... It, like, when you read the hey, comics... I just had a thought. Go ahead. Where in Canada can you go... To see underground fighting. Apparently northern Alberta. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I imagine it's cold up there. I imagine there's underground cage fighting. It's just you wouldn't find it. Like, But, like, look how damaging, like, look how much damage these fuckers look like they could do these claws. Because, like, I remember at the time, my only exposure to the Wolverine claws, because we had no other outlet for what it was, which was other than the comics and the animated series. There's and Wilson it, export on the counter. Nice. <laughs> And the comics in the animated series, it was always, he just had these, like, little white, they look, kind of look like toothpicks that came out of his yeah. things. And then, like, 
when you see Hugh Jackman do that for the first time, I remember in the theaters and you see, and they look like giant, like fucking kitchen knives coming out yeah. of his <laughs> knuckles. I was like, Jesus Christ, those things look like they could do damage, right? Like, <laughs> so it's going to do like a little more that, than poke you. <laughs> uh, I don't remember them ever doing that in the, the series, but the fact that he can control which one comes out, it's not just claws engage. No, they like, can do he, that. He has, he has that, the outer ones. That's true. I, he did do that once in the animated series that I can think of. And it was in, I only remember it because it's in my favorite episode of that animated series. And I've watched it like a million times. Um, there's the one episode where, because there was an arc in season two where every X-Man got their own kind of uh, background story episode. And they did Gambit's. And Gambit's episode was called Externally Yours. And there was one where he had to go back to the bayou. And oh, for the tithe. Oh, for the tithe. Yeah, and Wolverine, oh, like, takes one of the thieves. The and, like, yeah, the tithe. And, like, I he saved puts, life. Yeah, he puts his, t- his fist underneath the guy's, like, chin. And then the two outer ones, like, go, like, you know, like, and they go, like, on the other sides of his face. And it was like, Jesus Christ, he could have put that third one out and, like, just straight up murdered that guy, right? But obviously you wouldn't do that in a Saturday morning cartoon. Because they have no balls. The day when they couldn't even say the word "kill," they would say "destroy" instead. Yeah, and they couldn't use bullets. They like so like if if oh, yeah, everyone had a laser gun, everyone had laser beams. Like and like the Spider-Man animated series was worse for that because they were the ones who used the police most often. Yeah, and they <laughs> so like the police would be shooting at, like shotguns that had laser beams and stuff in them, right? Because because BS. Awesome. Yeah, because BS and P would be like you can't. You know, have stuff that kids can relate to in real life and stuff like that. And, like, how Canadian is Wolverine right now? Look at this. He's got the cigar going, the leather jacket. He's got beef jerky in the frickin' glove compartment. Like, like all he needs to be, like, if he was watching a hockey game <laughs> and... That's what they needed. Drinking. Bar, <laughs> drinking really, that's blue. What they yeah, all he needs is a uh, Wilson Canadian and, and to be watching like a Leafs game or listening to like a Leafs game on the radio or something. That's the only way he could possibly be more Canadian in this particular scene. Now, if I had watched this movie prior to us doing this, which unfortunately I didn't because I would have made notes, but, you know, this was kind of a spur of the moment thing. I would be able to perfectly time when Sabretooth's going to bust in. When Sabretooth shows up, because I would like to make fun of the fact that they are currently just driving. And they're like, oh, look, he started the Leaf game on. And... <laughs> Here's a surprise. They're going to lose. And it's two, No, it's 2000. They might have actually oh, been pretty they good. They would have been right. This would have been back when they were actually... Like, they had Matt Sundin, so they would have actually been... Uh, Decent enough to make the playoffs. That would have been the old Matt Sundin, Curtis Joseph, Alexander Mogilny days. Yeah, was that the one where they almost got in, but then they got smoked by, like, Colorado? No, Colorado. Oh, God, I wish. Um, in 2001, okay. there there's an alternate universe where Steve Thomas doesn't hit the goalpost, and Colorado <laughs> ends up playing the Maple Leafs in the Stanley Cup Finals. And then our good friend, Craig Needles, who has been on this podcast many, many times, and I end up fist fighting in, like, grade <laughs> 10 or something like that. Stanley Cup <laughs> final. Oh, my God. So, and then you're no longer friends. Right. The scene is still going on. Like, these two are still talking. You know, this guy isn't that Canadian. He's he's not wearing a seatbelt. That's just reckless. That's true. Now, That's... okay. 
here's where the shit goes down. She was driving on a random road in the middle of northern Alberta. And all of a sudden... <laughs> what way said, did that fire come from? It was a propane tank. Did airbags not exist RV. back in those days? Like, did they the put propane tanks in RV? I, I don't think so. Yeah, but, but propane tanks don't burn like no. that way. Like that, That's just not how that works. <laughs> and why do they have all these oily rags in the back? Of it's true. Yeah, yeah like a tank of oily rags, essentially. But like... It's Wolverine's off, custom rig. I <laughs> but he got he's, it on... He's made a few special modifications. <laughs> he got it from Pimp My Ride. Was that out yet? It was two. It's two thousand. Is Pimp My Ride a thing yet? It might. I think it was. But oh, two thousand. Uh, maybe not. Maybe not. Know. Like that's how far back this goes. This pre. This movie predates Pimp My Ride. This is pretty cool. This is actually not bad CG on the. Uh, the healing. On the healing here, like it doesn't look terrible, and it's actually kind of cool because you're like, because in the animated series you never got to see Wolverine do cool stuff like that, like just get his head sliced open and then his head like just heal within two seconds of it having work. But like, here's the thing. And then here is Wolverine using his senses. And he he also didn't in the animated series get to see Wolverine wear anything other than yellow spandex. 99% of the time. I, I, I wish they make fun of that later in, in this movie. Oh my God. They're okay. So they're just driving randomly, seemingly without any. Exactly. Cause, it, and everyone and, finds them. And Wolver and Sabretooth. Even Cyclops. Up. Yeah, and like Sabretooth shows up enough that he is able to plan ahead so that he can knock that tree over to derail the, you know, to derail the the RV here. Who is playing Sabretooth? Some guy named Tyler Maine is playing Sabretooth, and uh, I don't know, is he like a? Oh, apparently, according to IMDb, the guy playing Sabretooth is from Saskatoon, so that's pretty cool. So they got a Canadian to. To play Sabretooth, who's also Canadian. Except but like, oh, it's, it's not like he had any lines. He was just there physically. That's true. He has like <laughs> two lines in this entire movie. Doesn't he just like grunt? Oh yeah, it's mostly grunting, and then he I, he says like one line. Yeah, I think like, I think he, oh, might yeah. have he has scene. one line. I think. Yeah, he has a he has like no more than two though. But like, yeah, yeah, are, they knew. it's not even that many words. I don't think. Randomly, that would not blow up like that. No, but here we are ran, again, randomly on a ra on a street in northern Alberta, and Sabretooth is able to show up and know where they are enough that he can not like be like, I'm gonna set myself up here. Oh, it's Darth Maul. Um, enough that he can set himself up so that he can <laughs> knock that tree up. He's like, oh, there they are. I'm gonna knock this tree over and derail them. But then, like Cyclops and Storm are able to show up to rescue them. Now. You could say that maybe Professor X had Cerebro and he was like, oh, they're going this way. But that wouldn't be able enough to send them. Like he wouldn't like he would know what was happening. Like he doesn't he, like like Professor X is, is awesome, but he doesn't have precognitive abilities. Like he wouldn't know enough to be like, oh, they're going to be rolling on this street in the middle of fucking Alberta and Sabretooth is going to attack him. So you two better go and take him down, right? Oh, Sabretooth had a line. So that's one line. So we're going to count oh, for lines. It was two. two. Was, this first one was they knew. That's true. That'd be a good drinking game. Like if you were, if we were playing the, the X-Men 2000 drinking game, anytime Sabretooth has a line, have a drink. Well, we would have just had to slam two drinks 
Yeah, and then we just coast the rest of it. <laughs> Still, it's like a really lame drinking yeah. game. I'm not gonna. Get <laughs> if you're drunk at all, if you're well, paid... I guess it depends on what you're drinking. Fair enough. And how big of the drinks we're taking? <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you filled up my glass that I'm drinking from with uh, scotch, I'm gonna die if yeah. I had to take two of those. We'd have to do. We'd have to make like every time Sabretooth has a line, drink a pitcher of beer. Yeah. <laughs> but like if we were ever going to do this and in the future we might like play one of those drink drinking games there's a really good um youtube account called cinefix and they used to do these things called movie buzz where they would watch bad movies like batman or robin or the room and they would make up their own drinking game rules but they obviously wouldn't they do like um they would do it in conjuncture with this other really good YouTube account. Look at the body on Hugh Jackman. My God, look at that close-up shot for the ladies there. And yet, 15 years later, he's even more ripped. Oh, God. <laughs> he's, like, look at him now. He is lean compared to what he is now. Like, 15 years, he is juiced right now because he got jacked. Hey, hey uh, I'm just going to interrupt for a second. I think I'm way ahead. Uh, my thing glitched a little bit. Just let me know when he's going to go into the elevator and I'll <laughs> All right. Good job, Lee Fox. So now we've dated this thing and we're following along. What's funny is you're the second person to do that. I skipped ahead 10 seconds, hit pause, counted to six and hit play. Oh, you got <laughs> If I was any less of a man, I'd point out the time that you guys were joking around before we actually started recording this podcast. <laughs> he is about to enter I'm, the elevator now, Lee Fox. We're syncing it up. Right, he just went in. He just Doors closed. closing. And we've got the door closed. There's a good spot check for the people following around there. <laughs> he, he's looking. Yeah. He's looking there's down the lamp. He's looking down the hallway. There, there's three lamps. But I was going to say, like, there's my lamps. God, like, he is more juiced. Because, like, apparently, like, you know how juiced The Rock is? Apparently, in order for Wolverine, or for him to get more juiced for um, the Wolverine movie, the one where they disgraced the uh, Silver Samurai. Apparently he he trained with the Rock and the Rock, you know, gave him whatever muscle milk or steroids or or whatever regiment that the Rock does to get like fucking, you know, six hundred pounds of muscle. But like like Hugh Jackman trained with the with the Rock in order to become like three hundred pounds of muscle himself because like if you watch this, he is lean and looking good. But if we were to like right after do a commentary track to the Wolverine or yeah. Or the, what was the last one that came out? Uh, time travel one days of future past. Like he is juiced in that movie. Like he looks like he's ready to go be like fucking Mr. America or something. I have no idea. So here we are, the first meeting of professor X and and Wolverine. And I guess that was supposed to be Kitty pride because she just, so like, Yeah, I guess that was supposed to be Kitty Pride. So I remember watching this with my brother, and when that chick phased through the walls there, I was like, <gasps> fucking Kitty Pride! <laughs> X-Men 2, bitches! Yeah. But I forgot Kitty Pride was in this one because then the actress changed. Yeah, obviously. Well, the yeah, actress it, changed she a has a bit bit part in the, in the second movie, too. Yeah, yeah that's right. She was in the second one? I, like, obviously, she... Yeah, um, when, when they attack... I, I know this because I watched it last night. When they attack <laughs> the school, um, she wakes up and falls through her bed, 
and then evades a bunch of other people and runs through a wall, and that's about it. Yes, you're And right. then when they um, – at the end scene, when they're talking to the president, they bring him the documents, and they're like, how did – like, and the, the secret documents that they got from Stryker, and they're like, how did you get these? And he's like, oh, I know someone who can walk through walls. <laughs> yeah, and then Ellen Page played her in the third one. That was terrible. And then uh, uh, there's no, no. Shh, shh, shh. It's, okay. it's okay. It got it got written out of history. Yeah, we'll yeah, we'll do a commentary crazy. track to the third one because that one's so oh. fucking easy to make fun of. So we'll 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 do that eventually, but not today. Today we're talking about this one. And let's take a look at James Marsden here. How fucking sexy is James Marsden? Look at that guy. Like he should have a bigger career, shouldn't he? he yeah, it's it's actually kind of sad that he role better. <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? He was a perfect Cyclops. What are you talking about? He was a or dick. Maybe they should have given Cyclops a better role. Well, clear, if you think he is a bad Cyclops, then clearly you've never read the X-Men comic books because Cyclops is good-looking with no personality, and that's exactly how he plays him in this movie. <laughs> it is fucking brilliant. He's Like, if you wanted... Like, that was the thing that pissed me off, was, like, cats would get on the internet... Traveling. Like, Traveling. Yeah, like, cats would get on the internet... And be like, yeah, that was traveling. That's pretty bad. <laughs> oh my god, he's passing to himself. He's, he's getting look at him. Look, stats stat padding too. Getting the assist and the bucket. That's stat padding. That's terrible. Selfish basketball. Selfish basketball. But so I'm, I'm sorry. Because I remember cats on the internet were saying that he was an uncharismatic Cyclops, and I remember saying, if you think Cyclops should be charismatic, then clearly you've never read the fucking comic books because Cyclops is inherently unlikable and uncharismatic. And James Marsden, all he had to do was show up and be good-looking and and basically be the guy who salts Wolverine's game, which he did. Oh, this just... is an actor that changes, too. Yeah. Oh, and I guess that's supposed to be Pyro. Yeah. And here's Bobby Drake, the Iceman. But Iceman changes. And, like, I know Pete Holmes made fun of this, so I'm going to kind of steal this idea, but, like, If you're... Oh, wow, yeah, that is a different actor. Yeah, if your job is to... Like, if your superpower is to make ice, you can come up with something. Be a something bartender? Like, be a bartender, yeah, that'd be pretty good. Be a bartender. <laughs> Not a bad or, or a Zamboni guy for, like, <laughs> for, the, for the NHL, but, like, you'd come up with a better name than fucking Iceman, wouldn't you? <laughs> well, it depends. How much did he like uh, Top Gun? It's like if Wolverine was called Knife Hand Man. Well, yeah, like Pete Holmes made that. And, and Professor if, X is called Brain Man. Yeah, if you haven't seen um, Pete Holmes' X-Men, like <laughs> X-Men, because they're fucking brilliant, he makes fun of, um, like, like he basically plays <laughs> Professor X where he fires all the X-Men, and he fires Iceman, and he makes fun fires of Iceman. Everyone, and he goes like, fired. yeah, he goes like, he goes like, Iceman, you're fired. Would you come up with that name on your own? Why don't we just call Wolverine Claw Guy and stuff like that? <laughs> Terrible. Oh, Pete Holmes. I miss that show. Yeah, it's too bad that show was canceled. But, like, like I'm just going to go back to the James Marsden thing. I thought he was fantastic, and I don't know why he hasn't had a bigger career. Like, he's he hasn't had a terrible career. But, Has he been in anything else? Oh yeah, he's been in tons of stuff. He was in Enchanted, and he he's oh. he's in a bunch of rom coms. He's in with two like, seasons of Thirty Rock. Yeah, he was in Thirty Rock, and he was great. Um, he's been in really? rom coms and and stuff, Rob, like with like Catherine Heigl and like. Uh, okay, who was he in Thirty Rock? 
he was, was Liz Lemons. He was a, um, Tina Fey's Liz Lemons eventual one, like husband. Yeah, basically. the one she actually oh, okay. he actually ends up with, and he was fantastic okay. in that show too. Here's another thing: you're watching this right now, and there's people protesting the mutant thing. This is the same universe that Spider-Man, Captain America, Iron Man, Iron and all Man. these other guys exist in. But for some reason, people hate the mutants. mutants. Like, mut- yeah. like, like, there's a difference between the mutants and Spider-Man. Well, <laughs> like, yeah, well, the thing is, is that Spider-Man and Captain America are basically genetically engineered. They weren't yeah, born, but right? What about the fan- like the Fantastic Four though? The Fantastic Four, like, it's the same user as the Fantastic Four. Rays. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, but like, so I- if you're born with it, get out. <laughs> Uh, apparently, yeah. Like in, in, in the Marvel universe, if you're born with your powers, go fuck yourself. But like, if, if a radio, I'm mostly curious yeah. about what they feel about how, how they feel about Michael Jackson in this universe. Well, let's not speak ill of the dead here on the crossover podcast. Now. I'm not speaking ill. I'm just curious. <laughs> Here's another thing. So we'll get back to the com- we'll get back to the. Uh, to the th- to the the whole fact that like Spider Man and those guys. Don't exist. But here's the thing. Here's another thing that pissed me off about these specific X Men movies. They perpetuate this weird notion that no man would find Mystique attractive in her blue form. Like yeah, Rebecca Romaine. That guy does. Yeah, like Rebecca Romaine transforms into Mystique, and that guy's immediate reaction is, "Oh my god." Pilot, I'm about to be killed by a mutant. Where in real life, his reaction would be like, "Oh my god, Jesus Christ, that was hot!" <laughs> right? Like, well, he he just really hates mutants. I suppose but that is the wrong reaction. <laughs> exactly. Like, but I mean, they did it again in like Days of Future Past too, with yeah. Jay, Jennifer Lawrence, who looks even sexier in the blue makeup, right? Because like, there's a scene where she takes her robe off with that like Chinese diplomat or whatever. And like, she's like, she says something like, what's the matter, baby? You don't think I'm attractive now? And it's like, and the guy, like, like she, like she's initially J-Law where she's, you know, blonde and, and it's just, you know, Jennifer Lawrence. And then she takes off her robe and, you know, goes into the blue makeup. And the guy's immediate reaction is like, Oh my God, I'm so disgusted by this naked blue chick in front of me. And it's like that. I'm sorry, but like, that would not be any straight dude. Anyway, their reaction would not be, like it would be jarring at first, like you'd, you'd be like, like, huh? Like you'd be like, huh? But then you'd be like, whoa, hold on a minute. <laughs> like, <laughs> wait, what else can you change? Exactly. Like, it'd be like, you turn into like, I don't know, anything. <laughs> like, they, they could be thinking it's like, oh hell, I could be Captain Kirk, but going for the blue chicks instead of the green ones. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's why in first class when she shacks up with Magneto's, because she's all like, ooh. I can be anything, and then he's like, "No, give me the blue." Yeah, and that was another. Th- yeah, like, and, and to go back to my earlier point, because that was the thing where he's like, because like Fossbender, who I fucking love, and love loves me some Michael Fossbender. Buying Michael Fossbender stock, I am. He goes like, "I want to be with Raven," and then she like morphs some way, and he goes, "I said the real Raven," <laughs> as if he was the only guy on planet <laughs> who would be like, "No, no, no, you turn into the blue chick, right?" <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter if he's the only one, but he did it first. Exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah. He was for, he was Simpsons did it first. He was first through the door, right? You know what? He made the investment and it paid off. Look it's, at this I, right now. I suppose, but like nobody would do that, right? Like nobody would be like, no, go back to being Rebecca Roman. You'd be like, no, no, just you, you be blue again, right? Like, like, oh my God, it was bad. Oh, God, that was fucking disgusting. Ray Park eating a pigeon there. Ray Park, God. by the way, I think I mentioned this. I, jo- I joked about it earlier. He's just a little hungry. Yeah, <laughs> I, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, I joked about it earlier, but um, the guy who's playing Toad there, that's Ray Park, who is a professional martial artist, and he's been in tons of... Every sort of fanboy martial artist role. Yeah, like fanboy martial art, like martial arts stuff. But he was also Darth Maul in. He also uh, choreographed the the scenes in in uh, Phantom Menace. So he was behind one of the only good things in that movie. Yeah, he. You can honestly say it's weird to say, but Ray Park is the only good part of Phantom Menace, isn't he? I I would agree. Uh, you know, if you look at, uh, Ian McKellen, or not Ian McKellen, um, uh, you know, guy played Qui-Gon Jinn. Liam Neeson? Liam Neeson. Yeah, Liam Neeson. He's, uh, he's fine. Yeah, I'm like, he you can see, but you can be entertained by how little he cares. He was so useless. <laughs> yeah, you could tell he was phoning it in. Like, if we were doing a commentary track to the Phantom Menace, we'd be like, well... Here, here's Liam Neeson. He's phoned it in this scene, too. Uh, this is the scene where he's just talking to Jar Jar. <laughs> like, this is a scene where he is thinking, why? Yeah, here's the scene where he's like, I want to do some improvisational of comedy after this. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting paid. I think this scene could benefit from some updated CG. You think so? I don't think it looks too bad. Like the no, scenes of thing, like like that looks well, bad. Like start, like the straight it's up start looking bad. Yeah, like the just, straight up. Just wait, here it comes. Like when you get the close up of Ian McKellen, it looks like he's pooping. That was probably <laughs> a shot that we didn't necessarily need. Oh, so he's not giving the money shot right now? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, it did look like that too. It looks like he's pooping, and then yeah, he was about to give a money shot. <laughs> uh, there it is. Let me give you my gift. <laughs> <laughs> Just codes everything. That shot looks terrible with the light, like in, in taking over Sabretooth and Mystique. But like this doesn't look too bad. Like the shots against the mountain, and then it kind of coming back into the gyroscope or whatever the bleak that was. Like it didn't look terrible. Like it certainly wasn't beginning of Daredevil bad, which was you know three years from now. Oh, here we are building sexual tension between uh, Jean Grey and Wolverine. And I love the fact that Jean Grey, who, like Cyclops before her, is, like, basically the only thing that sets her apart from any other character in the X-Men comic book is the fact that she's a redhead. But she is the woman that, like, basically destroyed, like, Wolverine has had many lovers throughout his hundred years on planet Earth. And then this is the one that, like, basically turns him into a whiny little bitch. Well, he was in Japan for a while, so he's got a big thing for redheads. I suppose. I don't know. But, like... And, like, Famic Jensen was all right. And, like... Oh, oh, this is so good. <laughs> yeah, 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 this is where we get a little... 
little spoiler alert, or not spoiler alert, but a little background uh, on. <laughs> oh, like, oh, oh, there it comes. She's Scott. Yeah. <laughs> but like that little that little flashback too. I remember seeing that. Like if you're a big Wolverine and comic book fan, where it was like you, you knew Wolverine's background and you knew that those guys like experimented on him. When you got those two quick flashes and he was like in the tub with the scientists. That was one of those things where I was like leading back in the theater and then I saw that and I was like, oh my God. A little bit of a nerdgasm. Yeah, it was very, very big nerdgasm, right? Yeah. This is a pretty good little little dialogue here. Like, because this is, this to me is. Yeah, like, yeah, like this to me, like this is these two guys fighting over Gene Gray. That's them in a nutshell. Because like neither one of them is very good at picking up the chicks and they're fighting over a chick that quite frankly I don't think should be rather desirable. You should be going after Storm rather than Exactly. I'm more of a Storm guy than a Gene Gray guy, quite frankly. I'm just gonna throw that out there. I see nothing wrong with Gene Gray there. No, like Femi Jensen is is or however you pronounce that crazy European name that she's got. Um she is an attractive woman. I remember I first saw her in she was I think in Goldeneye. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I think she played Xenia on a top in Goldeneye. Yeah. <laughs> she was like the, the, her power was, well, I guess it wasn't a power, but like she was, <laughs> she would choke dudes with her thighs or something yeah. like that. What, what she makes, likes to ride. <laughs> what yeah, makes her think that this girl. is supposed to be a good idea here? And like these shots too with like, oh God, of like. Like, like all like those types of sh- like the shots of him like memoring and like like that's Wolverine right there like him having like dreams of his and you know not really knowing like that was Wolverine like I remember sitting there and and in the theaters when I first saw this thinking like man they are actually kind of getting this and then he just fucking stabs Anna Paquin there not knowing that her fate would be to be stabbed Talk about morning wood yeah <laughs> <laughs> and this. Actually, I guess, like, this is the first time Anna Paquin was stabbed by a supernatural creature. I mean, the guys on True Blood would go on to do it with their junk, but I mean, like... <laughs> but, like, Hugh Jackman's first through the door, right? Like, like Simpsons did it first, right? <laughs> yeah, it's not important who did it, but who did it first. <laughs> Simpsons did it first, right? Like, he, he yeah. was the first guy to... to he did it with some metal claws. Still counts, though, right? She was the first yeah. time to be penetrated, technically. And there's Halle Berry, <laughs> who I love Storm, and like she is. So, so Halle Berry's. Is, sorry, go ahead, Dave. This is a. They all look at her like she's a freak, yet they have a room full of mutants. <laughs> Good point. Good <laughs> fucking point, Dave. Yeah, I never thought about them before. They're like, oh my god, what an outcast. Yeah, like, they're like, oh my god, she, t- she sucks energy. And like he's saying it, like Patrick Stewart's saying it right now, where he's like, she absorbs everybody's gift for a while. And they're all like, oh my God, how could you possibly do that? Good fucking point, Dave. Yeah, someone's looking at He's like, all I do is make fire, but I don't suck the life out of people. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. He can't even make fire. He just controls it. Yeah, good point. It'd be better if you could make it. All right, now this this is the best when Scott discovers oh, his mutant powers. Yeah, this scene I never and like they kind of explain it later, but like oh this, god, my head's stuck. Yeah, this scene I never like. I remember when I first watched. Now this is some bad CGI right here. 
when he does the like, <laughs> like this is like like Jim, <laughs> like when he's doing this, that's some bad CGI because like that's like Jim Carrey in the mask right here, right? Like like yeah. that's the type of CGI they have going on right here. Like this is this could. <laughs> and like i'm stuck <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, that's the thing. like if that was your part where like i think i'm a mutant now and maybe i can face through these bars like would you <laughs> be like oh i'll face through these bars into this a thousand foot drop into the cliffs below right like <laughs> it's like what's your plan buddy uh i live here now <laughs> and it doesn't make sense that his shoes stayed behind, but yet the rest of his clothes phased through the bars, I guess. I don't know. It's not a phase, it's squishing. He's yeah. a squishy man. Cause like, yeah, because what was, I guess his powers were he turned into water or something? I don't know. No, he's, he turns into, he's fucking Gumby. <laughs> yeah. He's kind of like Mr. Fantastic, but without the awesome stretch powers, right? <laughs> yeah, he's like Mr. Fantastic, only just not. But like, Oh, Sabretooth, why are you so bad? Yeah. This I didn't get. They they didn't do Sabretooth justice in this, and they certainly... No, no, they definitely well, he did turns not. turns into a shark? No, and they oh, certainly... Oh, a jellyfish. That's the whole thing. Yeah, good call. Um, but, like... Oh, like, this I didn't get, like... This I didn't get, like, he he's like, oh, Sabretooth, you failed me. I'm like, what the fuck was he supposed to do? <laughs> like, <laughs> Wait, does that count as a line? Does that roar count as a No, line? no, that, wasn't, that doesn't count. <laughs> is he not naked now? Yeah, I guess he is, because, like, he, uh, he's, he's still had his clothes. Yeah, I guess he is sort of a jellyfish, isn't he? He jellyfished away his dong, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah, he's like a Ken doll. He's all he's smooth. <laughs> But like the 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 plot of Magneto is... <laughs> oh, Too bad for that guy because he was about to lather that brought up. Um just as a hardcore comic book fan, and I kinda let it go. Hey, it's Stan Lee. <laughs> yeah, hey, there's Stan Lee. There's the, the obligatory Stan Lee cameo. Um it didn't set right with me, but I let it go because, like, the rest of the movie was pretty good. What an asshole. It didn't set right with me that, because, like, Magneto's a, a, a supremacist, right? Yeah. So it, it never set right with me that his master plan was to make... Everybody into a mutant? Yeah, everybody into a mutant. Because he wouldn't do that, because, like, he's such a supremacist that his air of superiority would never... You know, like, he'd be like, nah, like, I could do that, but... If you made everybody a mutant, would you just like, all right, let's communism it up? Yeah, I suppose. I'll tell you what they need to do in the movies next. They, they should probably do, like, an Asteroid M type thing where... Because remember in the comics, and they actually yeah. did the animated series where... Um, Magneto takes all the X-Men, or not yeah. X-Men, well, takes all the mutants, or the ones that are willing to volunteer. He basically creates, like, a asteroid for them to live on in space and he's like we'll segregate ourselves and it's like you fucking moron this is like the dumbest idea ever but we'll live in a utopia yeah we'll live in a mutant utopia in space and it's like you're a moron this is a dumb idea from the get-go but he does it anyway although they're doing apocalypse next so yeah well 
That should be when, pretty when fun. When's that due to be made, anyway? I don't know, but I just saw something today that um, James, whatever, the buddy who's playing Xavier, is uh, shaving his head. No, in the the new ones, James McAvery or whatever. Oh, James name. McAvoy, I think. Mac- name. Um, he's uh, shaving his head for, oh, uh, for Age him. of Apocalypse. Awesome. That's, That's what I thought I saw today. I'm pretty excited for Apocalypse. I hope they get a guy with like a super deep voice like they did the animated series like how they basically had phil esposito going like i am as far beyond mutants as they are beyond you like they better get a guy with like a like a like a barry white like i want like if we could bring barry white back from the dead may he rest in peace because he was awesome barry white. and and have barry white do the voice of apocalypse right? you know like, who, who they could get which would actually be pretty awesome is um uh who's the guy who played hellboy Oh, Ron Perlman. Yes. Yeah, Ron good Perlman. fucking pull. Yeah. Good, good fucking call. pull. Ron yes. Perlman. That's a great idea. Well, it depends how far you want to go with Apocalypse. Like, like if you want to see GM or whatnot, right? Uh, you don't want to see GM. Well, I want to see, like, them, like, like, I want to see no less than, like, four people, four or five people play Apocalypse in that movie. Yeah, like, you want to, you want to go through, like, his space transforming kind of like they did that yeah and him like just sneaking up on people and just transforming and then all of a sudden being all like you know i am the bringer of death destroyer of worlds all this shit and just blow everything up that'd be good and this is you know, good... when he does his the whole fighting thing then yeah <laughs> yeah this is a pretty good scene here because this is our first hit of cerebros the first time other than the animated series where you see um cerebro yeah, like this is kind of like like other than the animated series, this is the public's kind of first hit the Cerebro here, and this is actually pretty fucking good. I'm not, I'm just gonna say this. I think this is a uh, like the way they portrayed Cerebro, like when when Professor X goes into it, and then it becomes like a a kind of like this weird misty thing, and they and they did the helmet kind of justice too, where he like puts it on, and it's like this. I don't know, like, like it was never, like, this giant cavernous room in the comic books. It was really just, like, he was in, like, a room with a computer, and then the, the headset would come down, and he'd put it on. But I kind of liked it, that it was, like, this weird... Other room? Other room with, for some reason, they decided not to put a railing or anything on the thing, so, like, anybody could easily fall because It's because the railing would cause interference in his vision. God, his insurance premiums must be off the out of the like insane. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, he did say that him and Magneto built that built that themselves, though, right? So, so they what you're saying is they didn't have a permit. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm saying they did not have a permit to build the giant cavernous room inside the school, <laughs> like underneath the school with that, that no just... <laughs> railings. Like, just imagine some insurance guy coming by for an inspection. He's like. Mm, there's a fire hazard here with also, all these uh, oily rags also, in the back of this no guy's exit. truck. And um, maybe you should put these railings on, like maybe some railings so people don't fall to their death every time they try to yeah, use well, this thing. It's okay. Only one person's ever going to be in here, and he knows. Well, well someone else goes, well, they're not allowed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And no one ever goes in there. Also, you need to label your exits, please. <laughs> Because oh, this man. literally Wait, never happens. The Wait, dialogue. This is my least favorite scene in this movie right here. This exchange between these two, like the dialogue in this scene, is pretty stiff. Like when she goes, "Who told you that?" 
and she's like, oh boy, it's cool. It's like, I don't know. It's, it's so high school. Yeah, maybe a second draft. I don't know. Like, oh no, there's two of them. Pierce, this is where things start to get tense. Yeah, this is a little weird because like, like this is pretty cool with Mystique sneaking around the, uh, the school. That's a good sequence there. And then it goes back into the yellow eyes. I don't know. I thought that was pretty cool. The but, only... Uh, like, look at this. Like, who wouldn't want to do this? Who wouldn't want to do <laughs> Rebecca Romaine Stamos dressed up in blue? Honestly. Like, who... Like, if she transformed into that, your first reaction, like, just as a straight male, <laughs> your, your re first reaction would not be like, oh, my God, I'm afraid of you. You're a mutant, right? Like, I don't know. I'm just going to throw... Like, even if, like... The first reaction is probably me. That's hot. Yeah, like you'd be well, jarred. Like you'd honestly, be like, Whoa. my first reaction would probably be something along the lines of ah, <laughs> exactly, right? Like, like, like you'd be jarred at first, but like then you'd be like, like you'd be like, hey, you, <laughs> right? Like, well, as long as it wasn't already oh, finished. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Triple X Man porn parody. <laughs> Wait, that's not what we're watching? Yeah, see, I just, I don't know. I would have, like, while we were filming this, like, if we were filming this movie, I, I would have just asked, like, this is kind of a touching moment where she cries and then Wolverine, like, brings her in for a hug. That's kind of touching, but dialogue just. In the porn parody, he would have. Oh, my goodness. He'd have been getting his powers drained. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's that's kind of... What else from his body. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's kind of a good line when he says, like, you know, this Xavier guy, I think he's one of the good ones. He genuinely wants to help people. Like, that's a good line. But everything before that, the dialogue is so... Maybe it's just because Anna Paquin's a terrible actor, actress. I don't know. But... I don't know. It's just like the dialogue in that I would have been like, like if Same they gave me another line. <laughs> yeah, like if they gave me the script to this and they were like Pierce as as an ultra X Men nerd, can you like approve this script for us? I would have been like, I like this, but like in the train scene, maybe a, a second draft on the dialogue because. What's Jordy LaForge doing off the Enterprise? Yeah, that's another <laughs> thing, right? Like. <laughs> Like, because in this universe that they've established, like mutants aren't like they're known, but they're not really known. So it's not like the animated series where you could. That guy just got thrown, man. Yeah, so it's not like the animated series. And look at this. Oh, does he have a line here? Oh, he does. Oh, oh he has a third line. All right, Drake, third line for Cyclops. Drake. Oh, I gotta go get another beer then. Oh my <laughs> god. Another pitcher of beer. That was some pretty bad. Not... This is pretty oh. cool. Like, oh, like, like the CG is not great, but like that's pretty cool that like Cyclops could just like fucking destroy that roof. This is real good. Like, I remember. Oh, that's static. I hate it so much. Yeah. Mostly because I have long hair and I know the pain. <laughs> <laughs> but like that bit when like Halle Berry when they when they morph her eyes into the white and then she does the lightning I remember in the theater just going like oh they fucking got that right ah fuck you <laughs> I love seeing Magneto just do anything that's true although he does have the killer line coming oh I won't ruin it but 
Oh, you already have. No, no, no. Well, I this is a 15-year-old movie. That's true, yeah. <laughs> so, like, Spoiler nobody's watching this for the first time with this commentary. That's true. <laughs> 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 oh, I, I wish they someone are, would. Shame on that particular person. They might be like a 12-year-old kid at this point. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. And they're, like, watching this going, this looks fucking terrible. Why am I watching this? <laughs> like, Go back to Transformers 17. Now, <laughs> how did you guys feel about the helmet? Because I'll say I did not uh this particular This I, I think the helmet did one. not move well to the movies. Yeah. I think it looked awesome in the comics, and I know they've used it in all of the movies, and... I just think it looks weird. I think the one in uh, First Class and, like, Days of Future Past, I think that one works better. Yes. Well, I was just going to say that the one Fossbender has, that yeah. one actually looks good. Like, when Fossbender puts that on yeah, in that one scene in X-Men, like, that is fucking fantastic. And, like, maybe it's just because I love Fossbender, but, like, when, when he puts it on, I'm just like, okay, that's the Magneto. But this one literally looks like, it looks like it's basically here's a leather cap that yeah. covers your whole head. Put it on. Like yeah, like this helmet does not look like it could block Professor X's powers, right? Like like it looks like a cosplay helmet. It's a it's a low level uh, scrub cap that is yeah. like you, we're Magneto. He's he's end game here. Yeah, like they kind of they they kind of got it right. Like I remember watching it. I love this scene, by the way. Yeah, this, yeah, this is awesome. Yeah. But like, like <laughs> the close-ups on Ian McKellen here, it looks kind of cool. But when you get to the wides, it just—I don't know. And this is really good too when he just lifts the fucking cars and smashes them. Oh my god! Like that's fucking Magneto. Like he would do yeah. it, right? Like he's just agging him on to shoot him too. I know. Yeah, and like. He's just like, oh, you're only making, like, this line. Like, <laughs> this is the best line in the movie right here. It's like, like oh, my God, my God. This is the best line in the movie right here. <laughs> That's fucking brilliant. Like, that is so much better than, let's say we give these geeks another chance, oh, right? there's another line. Yeah, but that, you know, like. Uh, it's still this, him, though. That's, that's all right. This so drink, Sabertooth line. And the actor still gets paid. Yeah. Right. The actor still gets paid. Like, he's getting residuals right now. <laughs> like, he's a SAG actor. Oh, God, that's more. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That line when he's like, can't you read my... Like, that's fucking Magneto. Like, this dialogue, man. This... Like, this exchange right here, I feel the exact opposite as I did during the Wolverine Rogue train sequence. This is fucking brilliant right here. Like, this exchange, this is Magneto... This is Charles Xavier, yeah. like Xavier, like talking through him like this, like, like the first time I saw this in the theaters, I like this, everything about this particular scene I loved. <laughs> Why doesn't the guy get out of the way? Once the bullet is like going into his head, maybe you should walk away. Well, I don't know. I just, I kind of let it go. Like, I think you'd be so shocked that you'd be like, <laughs> so like, like, like my, That's fucking great, though. Like the guns. Yeah. Like, yeah. Jesus. That's this is a good fucking scene. Like this is this honestly this right here. Like what we're watching right now. This might be the first really, really, really good scene in the history of comic book movies. Like we, I'd have to go back and and because like Batman 1989 was 
decent, but it's a tough sit by 2015 standards. But I don't think it has any really, really good scenes like this one. I really like, uh, I think my favorite scene of the original Batman is when the Joker goes into the art gallery and trashes yes. everything. Yeah, because yes. that was Joker. Because Joker would do that, right? Like, like, And it's villainous, too, because like, it's a bunch of like fuckers going in and like, Although they're playing like Prince throughout the entire scene, right? Like, yeah, like, okay, sure, they're playing Prince, but I mean, well, I love he's Prince, just, though. Like, he's, he's going to make such art. a freaking psychopath the yeah. entire time. You're just like, wow. <laughs> yeah, and it's like villainous too because like, it's a bunch of go- dudes like going into an art gallery and like defacing all the art and stuff like that. So it's villainous, right? Like, it, it was really good. Like, I'd like to go back and do a 1989. Batman commentary, but like Kevin Smith did that, and I've listened to the Kevin Smith one so many times that like I don't think that I could do it without just fucking plagiarizing him the entire time. Hey, but, I think uh, they ripped that line off. I've married a terrible mistake. This is several years before Arrested Development, though. I know they ripped it off from. Yeah, that's a generic line. <laughs> like saying, I've made a huge mistake, though. That's a pretty generic line. <laughs> ripped it off. Yeah, you it definitely. Will Arnett, Will the, Arnett the phrase, I've made, made a mistake, was never uttered before the year 2000. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> you imagine Very Will Arnett as, like, if we, do, if we rebooted this franchise and it was like Will Arnett as Professor Xavier. Me. <laughs> <laughs> Only if we get to see him throw an envelope into the ocean <laughs> with his mind. <laughs> oh my god! This is pretty good. Though. I'm gonna say Halle Berry. I think was a great cast as Storm because, like, Halle Berry is obviously yeah. you know an incredibly attractive woman and. Storm is fantastic, but she slips in and out with the African accent in this film so much, it's pretty jarring. Like, it's essentially, like, from scene to scene, it was as if she couldn't decide if they if she wanted to do the accent or not. Just mailing it in. No, I don't think she was mailing it in, because it's still 2000, and Halle Berry hadn't yet won an Oscar, but I just... You know, she she just hadn't. I don't know. It was as if they didn't decide whether or not they were going to make her like super African or not. I don't know. I can't really tell with this because the I have the volume too low that I can't necessarily hear everything. So I'm just kind of seeing the subtitles go along. Yeah, and it doesn't really. It's just you really have to listen to it. Like if you're watching it on your own, like you'll just notice. Like, like if you re if you go back and rewatch this, yeah. Um, and torture him some more. <laughs> and your thing is, I'm only going to watch the storm scene, or like I'm only going to pay attention to her as storm. You'll just you'll really notice that she slips in and out of the accent. Like there's some scenes where you're like, okay, that was really good, and there's other scenes where you're like. Uh, she kind of fell in and out of the accent there. Because that line right there where he goes, you know, welcome to the future, brother. Like, Magneto wouldn't fucking do that. There's no way Mag... Like, Magneto wouldn't... Yeah. Like, yeah, if you, if, you, if you read the comics, Magneto would never fucking do that. But, again, for this movie, you're willing to accept it because, quite frankly, it's kind of a cool plot. I'm not going to lie. Like, I, I yeah. think that's... 
I don't know. Like, what do you think, Rob? I think that's a pretty it's, good plot. It's a good movie. villain move. There's no question about it. It's like, oh, the like the normals, if you will, or the, the humans. It's like, oh, we don't like mutants and all that. It's like, all right, well, you're a mutant now. Do you hate yourself? Yeah, like, like that was brilliant. It's just, if you're a hardcore comic book reader, you know that Magneto would never do that yeah. because he's so mutant supremacist. Yeah. But... As well, yeah, because they're the next... Far as they've not. evolved beyond humans. They're better. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Look at this. Make me feel good. <laughs> Look how fuck. Like, this is before Halle Berry. I wouldn't want her to leave me either. <laughs> I mean, just... Look how attractive Halle Berry is in the scene, though, with the white <laughs> hair and just the light, dark skin that she has. Jesus Christ. I, I, I'm chuckling because when you were saying that, it was showing Senator Kelly, and I'm like, it's <laughs> not attractive, though. <laughs> she, she is. is. Like, yeah, like, just, my God, Halle Berry. Her eyebrows, though. Every time I see this scene, though, like, since I've rewatched, since Monster's Ball came out, every time I rewatch this scene, whenever he goes... Who's there? I always picture Halle Berry coming in going, make me feel good. <laughs> oh my god, Monstrous Ball is a weird movie. Now, we're about to get our first hit of really bad CG, because this looks terrible. When this guy falls when, when this guy falls apart here, like this looks bad. Like that, like oh pile of gelatinous water. Yeah. I think it would have been funnier if it was like a water balloon popping. Dude, she's yeah. wearing leather pants. <laughs> is, is that a problem? <laughs> no, I'm just pointing out, pointing something out. So just as a heads up, my uh, I think my video is ahead again. <laughs> ah, don't point it out. So let me know when Professor X passes out. Oh, God. God. <laughs> You are dating this. This is so. You dark. are so far ahead. You must have like a director's what? cut or something. You know what? I keep on. I keep on actually pat like cutting it back too. I'll pause it for like 10, 15 seconds and just be like, well, well, well. Yeah, you must have fine. like a director's cut or something. This is like the this is the Literally worst commentary track anyone's ever done. <laughs> well, it's probably better. Wait, 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 wait. So we're not supposed to be watching Predator. <laughs> <laughs> All right, he I just passed out on our screen there, Lee yeah, He's backing up, he's doing circles, he's yeah. on the ground. And he just fell. Oh, he's down. All right, he's on the ground, and they're doing a pan out. That's a good looking shot. At him. No now he's got... Right there. That's a great right. tracking shot. Like, you can tell it's incredibly set-driven, but that's a really good shot when you get that overhead shot of Pro for Professor X and Cerebro. Oh, look, James Morrison right... tried, tried acting, and it didn't work. Hey, come on now. <laughs> I, you know what? I was not going to let you besmirch the good name of James Marsden because he can act and he he is fine. Like, no, he he. I, I agree with you. He was a great Cyclops because Cyclops yeah. is just a giant douche and he plays a douche the entire yeah, time. Yeah, like he was a fantastic Cyclops, but like he can also act. But I mean, like, I don't know. In a different universe, like maybe he had like I don't know. Like who who is James Marsden's like? Like, whose career could he have had? I don't know, like, Paul Rudd or somebody like that? Like, he could have, like, Paul... Or maybe Hugh Jackman's career. He could have had Hugh Jackman's career. He could not have Hugh Jackman's career. Uh, yeah, I don't... Uh, I don't believe he can grow a beard. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, I'll give you that. Like, yeah, but, like, take... Like, what has Hugh Jackman been in besides 
Wolverine that James Marsden couldn't play. Like, James Marsden could have been in fucking Les Miserables. Can he sing? I don't know. If he can, well, can fucking... Better than Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman? (laughs) Touche. Like this, right here. Like, this is like, that's fucking Cyclops right there. Like, him going, Gene, no! Gene, no! Like, that's Cyclops right there. Like, he's a great Cyclops. He just totally screwed everything up for me. (laughs) I have a headache. Are you alive? You're alive? This is a really bad scene, though. Boat. Wave. Wave. Oh. Wave. (laughs) Keep waving. Play him like a puppet. How you doing? I said that guy could fucking suck him, too, right? The town is a line. (laughs) God, they really did Cyclops dirty in this movie. Or, not Cyclops, Sabretooth. They did Sabretooth dirty in this movie. (laughs) How pointless was that? There was no reason to kill those people. No. And they did Sabretooth even dirtier. My God, Rebecca Romain. But, like, they did him even dirtier in fucking, um... Oh, jeez, what was it? Oh, the the X-Men Origins Wolverine. Christ, that was a bad movie. We we should record a commentary. I assume we will, but, you know, further down the line. But, like... All right, I have a response to that. Because it's been so far since... When Xavier passed out he there, Cerebro. <laughs> Thank you, Mill. <laughs> Cerebro should have had those railings because Xavier could have passed out and fallen down. Well, <laughs> good fucking point, Rob. But you know that was something that was like at this point almost five minutes ago. Yeah, <laughs> but you guys kept talking about other things. But oh, yes, no, I well, fuck, I don't care. There's no reason to talk about this fucking scene other than yeah. the fact that Ro- Rebecca Romaine is yeah. in it. Yeah, is in it in the in the freaking. Can you believe she's dating the fat kid from Stand By Me? What? This this dialogue is pretty good. Like Ian McKellen in a scene with like like he is like Anna Paquin is fucking terrible, and she has like two lines and she's like, "Are you going to kill me?" And you don't even believe that line. And then Ian McKellen is such a good actor that he is at least coaxing some talent out of Anna Paquin, like Ian McKellen, like just give it up to this guy. Like, I mean, he wasn't like, like I like my Magneto to be a little more frightening because I'm I'm not afraid of Ian McKellen the way you are afraid of like the comic book. Yeah. I think think he he does a wonderful job of being frightening because his, his beliefs are so strong, but he's so charming. Yeah, it's like exactly. you could see. The thing is, is that like w- with the old Magneto, with a lot of other Magnetos, like you can't really see yourself following them because yes, exactly. because they're such like psychos or whatever. You're like, oh well, they're obviously crazy or obviously you know. But him, yeah, yeah sure, I'd follow him. He's awesome. Yeah, because <laughs> like that's really the whole, charismatic. Because <laughs> obviously that's the whole thing. Like, because earlier we saw like Magnetos in. So obviously the way they write it and it's fucking brilliant the way they write it where um magneto was in world war ii and was a victim of hitler's insane you know world conquering idealism and magneto hates Wolver or hates hitler but then eventually becomes hitler himself right like like except like the mutant version of Hitler. And they've always written it like that in the comic books. And it's f- like fucking brilliant the way they did that. But you're right. Cause in this version, you're like, 
you know, I'd follow this guy. This line pissed me off, though, when I saw it in the... This... The, the yellow <laughs> spandex line, that's there for the non-comic book fans, right? Like, that line fucking pissed me off when I heard it in the theaters. Because if there's, there's one thing you don't want to do, is like, who paid to go see this movie? The fucking hardcore comic book geeks, right? And then, what's the first thing you do with that, like, what do you want? Yellow spandex line is fucking alienating the people who slapped down the 12 bucks or whatever to go see your fucking movie. Maybe then, so, but... In, the, in reality, like, if you put this in the real world, like this movie's trying to do... Yes. Would you really be out there in yellow spandex? No, that's true. Like, I, yeah. Like, <laughs> no, I, I'm I, gonna fucking wear all black and try to hide. Yeah, I agree. You know? Yeah, that's true. Stealth. I agree it's with you thing. in that sense. I'm gonna, wear, I'm gonna wear bright yellow. I'm gonna be the sunshine <laughs> in the darkness. <laughs> yeah. You know what's funny about this movie is that I feel like this is when it actually starts. Yo, yeah. fucking point, Are you saying it takes an hour to get going? Like we are. I, I'm quiet. saying we are what 67, 68 minutes into this movie. Yeah, and, and it's, 68. It's, I I got uh I got seventy. Yeah, we're like so we're an hour. We're good. We're an hour and ten minutes into this movie, and now we feel like it's really starting. But, yeah, because the thing is that this is the first time the X Men are doing anything. Yeah, before they were just a bunch of. X-Mans? Yeah, they, exactly. X-Mans. <laughs> it's a Sorry, X-Mon. X- Do you want to get sued? <laughs> yeah. And, like, that's a funny bit of dialogue, too, there, too, when, like, um, Magneto goes, once I power up my thing, you'll be my only line of defense. And you're like, okay, this guy you've basically, like, Sabretooth, you've basically, the way you, because they've done him dirty this entire movie, you basically embarrassed this man and his mutant powers the whole way. Why would you entrust your master plan to this fucking moron who you who's basically been slapstick comedy this entire movie because he's constantly failed? He's and, basically been demoted every scene he's in. Yeah, and now all of a sudden it's like <laughs> oh, no, alarm. Oh, there's Anna Paquin all tied up there. Wonder well before she got tied up scenes in true blood. <laughs> God, where's Bill? True Blood where's more? Bill the vampire? Bill. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good. That was funny. I thought that was funny. I don't know. I was, I was in on and out on this. I kind of chuckled, but gives him uh, the finger. Yeah, I kind of chuckled at that too, and I thought Cyclops' reaction was great. Yeah, that was James Marsden's <laughs> greatest moment when he did the when he did the like ah, good one. <laughs> like, all right, I got you. You got me there. But like, who sees me? Yeah. Now, I'm not sure. Like, Rob, Dave, you weren't on that podcast, but you, Mike, and um. Like Mike and Rob certainly remember me on our Game of Thrones season five preview, making fun of that scene, like making fun of the bad skeleton CG. <laughs> yeah. Got to practice fight. Yeah, I gotta practice <laughs> oh my god, good pull because that was exactly what it was like. Now, you will recall. That I made fun of that. Hey, hey, Red, you scared n- 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 noticeably? Yeah. <laughs> you ever been stabbed by a sock? 
you remember me making fun of that because it was clearly it was clear that they ran out of loot. <laughs> yeah. For that particular scene. Now you want to talk about running out of loot? They clearly ran out of loot for this scene because this is the fight before the fight, and they're in a gift shop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, Toad kicked Cyclops, and Cyclops was, like, they're knocking over trinkets right now. <laughs> they're, like, they I'm are... dance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Little leprechaun. Like, they are fighting in a fucking gift shop right now. So you can clearly tell that they spent, like, we'll get to it in a minute, but, like, they spent all of the money on, like, all that earlier, like, bad CG... And, like, because this looks fucking terrible right now with him popping, like, from side to side. And, like, Halle Berry with her head up in the air and Ray Park clearly being on strings just this entire fight. Like, you can clearly tell that they ran out of loot because we get a little Darth Maul moment right here with the... <laughs> Why was the door open with that holding it open? Well, cause, I don't know. He, did like, that. <laughs> he had a I plan. Guess, but, like, He's going to throw look. something down the elevator shaft. <laughs> But, like, look, this is the fight before the fight. And, like, Wolverine she... is fighting Mystique here. And, like, this is a cool shot, though, when she transforms back into Mystique, though. That's good shit right there. <laughs> like, they are in. And, like, like who the fuck wouldn't fuck? Oh, my God. That's she's... stuff. <laughs> she's DTF. <laughs> yeah, like, who wouldn't fuck Rebecca Romaine in the red? So, like, that's just so fucking stupid that they're like, oh, my God, no man would find Mystique attractive. Oh, she hit him in the balls. That's not good stuff. But they're fighting in a fucking hallway right now. You can clearly tell that they ran out of loot right now, much like in that that like last episode of season four of Game of Thrones, because <laughs> the CG on the skeleton <laughs> is so bad. Because like, they are fighting with rubber cages right now, and in the middle of a hallway. Well, not and, only that, if they're in the Statue of Liberty and there was a gift shop and all that, like, is there really this like? Warehouse type spot right there on the it's other side of a wall. Exactly. There might yeah, be a Statue of Liberty definitely out. has a whole bunch of dead real estate that they <laughs> haven't filled with stuff. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and there's all this scaffolding. It's yeah. like in Dragon Ball Z when they always find these <laughs> remote <laughs> places to fight with all these like mountain landscapes. Mountain this like. It, like Guess what? They found, know, but it's right they over found there. their mountain landscape in the middle of the Statue of Liberty. Never exist on planet Earth. Like, but look, look, see, like they're in a gift shop. They're knocking over Statue of Liberty trinkets and, and T-shirts and shit right now. Like this is, like I said, this is the fight before the fight, and they're in a gift shop knocking over. Like Storm is attacking Toad with trinkets and shit like that. Right? Oh, God, this is bad. And then, I love Halle Berry. God bless her. But this line... <laughs> yeah. Is, I submit to you, and there is a litany of ferocious comic book movies. This is the worst line in the history of comic book movies. This, the what happens to a toad when you get struck by lightning... And, like, everybody fucking hated that line, too. And, like, look, we're still in a gift shop here. It's a foot. Come on, that's the foot. Like, this scene is pretty good, though, because, like, you didn't know which one was which. But, like, and then it turns out Storm is actually Mystique. Spoiler alert. But, 
That's what, spoiler alert. It's like <laughs> an hour and a half into this movie. But... Like, <laughs> spoiler alert, maybe you shouldn't be listening to this. You haven't ever seen the movie before. <laughs> That's a good line, though, when he's like, you're not part of the group. This I fucking liked, and like the CG where she like, she has the claws, but she... I thought that was really good, the way they did the CG on that. And then the pan away, and she took up the stab wounds that apparently aren't bleeding for whatever reason. Yeah. I like that they bring that back in X2. Yeah. She's still got the scars from that. Yeah. Yeah, very good. This dialogue. (laughs) Kind of stiff, but I like it. When he's like, you're a dick. Yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Turns out the guy that's made of metal is not great at fighting Magneto. Yeah. I kind of like that, but like, so here we are, because they you can tell oh, they, they're facing each other. At least they can make out. Yeah, like they, they clearly save all of the money, like like they, they, for this particular sequence with the statue of. This is pretty good though. When he's like, "I can't move," <laughs> that I thought was good. And then yeah. Like that. Yeah, up against and then. Like, this is good stuff. Like, Magneto would do this. Like, oh, God. Like, this is this is all good stuff. And then he floats in. This is a great... Like, that's fucking pimp entrance right there. Like, that's fucking... Oh, this is good. And then he, like, points his own hands at him. Fuck, this is good. Like, this is Gretzky right here. Although that was a bit of a continuity error there because he did, like, a weird thing and then he had a point that... But... You know, screen direction doesn't matter. I don't want to be that guy who points out the continuity errors. And yet you are. Yeah, I will, because it's a commentary track for a <laughs> podcast that I I run. But that's a great fucking line. And he's like, like, because that's Magneto where he's just super arrogant. And he goes like, oh, yeah. You know, bolt of lightning to a copper conductor. I thought you lived in school. Like Magneto would say that. I don't know why we needed to get this shot of the people translating. I guess to show that it was like a super um, summit <laughs> where like all the world's leaders are there. So I don't know. I guess I suppose it works. Oh, no. I wish they gave... I mean, I guess they sort of did it in Days of Future Past, but I wish they did the Storm Mohawk. Because to me, that was Storm... It, you, you never know. It could happen in uh, Age of Apocalypse. Maybe. They did it in... I mean, they sort of did it in Days of Future Past. Like, Holly Berry had the short hair, and it was kind of spiked up, but it wasn't like the full yeah. one. Because to me, like, Storm has always been my favorite female character and like marvel doesn't have a lot of like really really strong like dc kind of beats them in the strong female characters because they've got like wonder woman and and hot girl and and characters of that ilk but the one really strong female character that i think they have is storm and storm to me like when she is her most powerful and the strongest and I'm going to throw it out there. The, like the sexiest is whenever they did storm when she has like the shaved heads, but with like the white Mohawk and they did that in the animated series and it was fucking incredible. And 
Because, like, when they did that during, I think it was the, the Brubaker or the O'Donnell run in the comics in the early 90s, when they did all those, like, alternate universe, or, like, they did the alternate timelines and stuff, and she had the Mohawk. Right. And she was, like, you know, queen of the Morlocks and, like, beating the shit out of Cyclops and stuff like that. Fuck that. Yeah. Uh, that was just... I love the Morlock stuff in the animated series. <laughs> yeah, they did the Morlocks yeah. justice in the end, but like even then they did Storm, where like Storm becomes like queen of the Morlocks and then passes it back to Callisto. Callisto, yeah, that was pretty good. We should fucking do some commentary tracks to the animated series. I would love. I, to I just love those. in the animated series when they do the the Morlock stuff and then they all get beat up by uh, uh, that that glowing green thing. That eventually leads into the Phoenix Saga. Oh, God, that was really good. See, that's the problem. This is why we could, like, the three of us could never record a commentary track to the animated series, because we'd be watching <laughs> it and be like, oh, this is really good. Oh, this is fucking good. Oh, this is good. Oh, okay, I'm just going to shut up. And watch this. <laughs> right? like, you mean like, the commentary track would happen after we watched the episode? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, this is pretty good, though. Like, I enjoyed this sequence when it was like, like, you give me a saber to free fight. Weird, but... Yeah. yeah, like, you give me a saber, t- like, even though it's kind of silly and it's on top of, like, the fucking Statue of Liberty, but, like, you give me a saber-toothed Wolverine fight, you fucking got my attention, right? Like, like, it's because, like... And it's one of the scenes where it's like, okay, so this is a good saber-tooth scene, where everything else, he was, like, he was completely a pawn. Yeah. And, and like, more. it just kind of sucked that they, they never really touched and they tried to do it and this is fucking terrible though i hated this yeah it makes yeah. no sense no that yeah. is so good cg though <laughs> yeah <laughs> but <laughs> damn yeah. you know it would make that scene a lot better but like if yeah when if cyclops gets a knife in the face yeah but like instead of almost it was kind of dumb like i remember hating that in the comic books or sorry in the comic like the first time i saw that in the theaters i hated like when wolverine wrapped himself around that thing i remember going that was stupid the thing's a mess (laughs) but yeah terrible but then wolverine diving like like going for like a suicide dive straight at sabertooth and stabbing him in the fucking chest with both his claws and then like sabertooth fucking just like bitch slapping him aside like i'm i was like okay you fucking got me there because like that's wolverine that's a wolverine and sabertooth fight like wolverine just fucking stabbing sabertooth and then sabertooth just being like get the fuck out of here right like like that that's a fucking sabertooth wolverine fight this is terrible though i hated this bit but the one but uh wolverine's line of hey bub that was a nice one yes oh god yeah and that was another one of those ones where you like the nerds like me were like, oh, my God, he said, Bub. <laughs> like, this is pretty good. I kind of like that. I Like, I both hated and loved that. Because to me, it was kind of lame that Wolverine just kind of... last line in defense just got thrown off the statue. Yeah, there. to me, I kind of hated it that, like, Cyclops just blasted Sabretooth and he was gone. But I did like that, like, the way the way Gene was like, te- like telekinesed over and was like, open your eyes now. I thought that was kind of a cool sequence. That was pretty fun. <laughs> I love our solution is let's throw Wolverine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> throw and the metal if, man. And if you continue watching the X-Men movies, that is like pretty much. 
Let's like, just keep throwing could... Wolverine at the problem. Yeah, because that was <laughs> pretty much the solution to all of their movies. Yeah, and they do that in the comic books, except it was always Colossus who like threw <laughs> Wolverine at ever at Adam's, Well, like, it's like let's see, Colossus is strong. Oh, Wolverine! Oh, you'll heal yourself. You're fine. Yeah, that was a like <laughs> you'll Colossus live. Would always throw Wolverine at everything, but like I don't know. I mean, the CGI in this is kind of bad. You can tell Hugh Jackman's on wires for most of this, but it's not terrible. And for 2000, I remember watching the scene. It actually ages really well. Yeah, it's it not does. bad, right? Like, yeah. it holds up. Like, we're yeah, watching this 15 years later, and it's not yeah. shit, right? Like, this is a solid flick. Like, I'm just going to throw this out there. Like, considering they're introducing 13, like 13 characters and trying to sprinkle in background for all of them and while still having a pretty decent plot. Like, this is a, this is a pretty good movie. And they're yeah, I think, I think this movie, more. considering <laughs> what they had to do... Did you see the look of do. fear on the one chick's face? Yeah, yeah think, like, she might be the best actor in this movie. That extra there, who's not getting paid as we watch this. She <laughs> considering what they had to so do in introducing sad. so many characters, and introducing, like, the idea of this whole like mutant thing and all of the, even the larger concepts of linking it to world war two and the uh, concentration camps and all that segregation and all that stuff. I think they did a really good job with this. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think they did. And considering it's 2000 and the bar is super low for comic book movies because basically before there was this, no bar at this point. No. Cause like basically because before this set the bar. Yeah. The two <laughs> comic book movies before this were blade, which was decent, but like was, you know, overall, not fantastic. Blade was a fine movie, but it did not break any barriers. No, exactly. Well, yeah, there's one good. scene in Blade that I'll never forget. Go so ahead, was, Okay. We, we should the, do a Blade. I concert. find that surprising, I but okay. I really in, Hold on. The, before you go, Rob, like, hold okay. your story, because this is pretty cool. I remember liking this in the thing where she had the white streak and just, I was kind of like, oh, she's got the white streak, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, because it wasn't, it wasn't Rogue until she had that. Exactly, right? Like, this is good. And, and like, the fact that they kind of earned the white streak with the way they told the story, I thought this was pretty cool. And then, like, like the music in this whole scene with the buildup where you actually think she might be fucking dead, but you you don't necessarily buy it, like, but you kind of buy, and like this is probably Anna Paquin's best uh, scene in the movie because she's not talking. But <laughs> but like this bit right here, you when, really hate her. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't hate her. I just don't think she's a great actress. And um, but this bit, oh, mystique. <laughs> yeah, and like this, like when his face splits and stuff, like, and then he starts bleeding out of like his stabs. Oh, that's really good. Anyway, go ahead, Rob. You were telling your story. Oh, yeah, with, with Blade at the end in the final fight sequence, there's the one scene where it just keeps flipping back and forth between Frost or whatever the hell his name was. Oh, Steven Dorf, who's fucking terrible. Yeah, but it keeps flipping back and forth, and Buddy's got blood on one side of his face completely. Yes, and it's like, oh, whatever, God, it's like on the left here. side, and it's like back and forth, back and forth, and like the one scene is like, well, that's on the right. Yes, oh my God, I totally remember the scene you're talking about. Oh God, because they flipped the lens. All it was was they recorded it, and then they flipped the lens on the record. Yeah. And yeah, because Steven Dorf has blood on like the left that's side of his face the entire fight, and then randomly has it on the right side. Yeah. I totally remember the commentary. We should record a fucking Blade commentary because, like, that movie 
yeah, like what Leapok said earlier, where it was like, it, it was good enough. But like, yeah, like, cause like the two comic book movies that came out before this were Blade and the fucking Batman and Robin, right? So when we got this in 2000, basically yeah. like two years after Batman and Robin and fucking Blade, like we saw this and like, I remember just being fucking, ex- like I walked out of this movie being pretty satisfied and i'm like yeah there's like a couple things i hated about it but i walked out and i'm like man they got a lot of it right they got some of it wrong but they got most of it right yeah and and if you want to look at it a different way it's like yes this one set the bar and all of that stuff and maybe blade if it did some of it but it's like okay this is the new millennium now we're gonna start yeah (laughs) and then you can always do that Or, or going with your your one um approach of like before Matrix, after Matrix kind of thing. With, yes. With effects. They didn't look terrible. Like, the effects in this movie don't, like, there's a couple of, like, you can you can look close up and you can be like, okay, that kind of looks like shitty. But again, um, you give the early 2000 movies because they had already filmed them and the recuts, and we discussed that earlier. Some of them, anyway. Some of them, yeah. That, like, you'd give them the recuts and stuff. So you can't, like, I do the BM and AM. I mean... AM kind of really takes place in the year 2001. Yeah. Once 2001 hits, there is absolutely <laughs> no excuse. Zero <laughs> excuse for terrible CG. Unless it's your goal. Yeah. Like unless it's kind of the point you're making. Yes. Like like I said, like you weren't on like Dave was on for our yeah. Daredevil commentary and they did that like fucking terrible cartoon version of it Hell's was- Kitchen. It was awful. Yeah, and it looked terrible, and there was, like, no reason for it. Is it weird? Like, everybody in this podcast is Canadian, and the crossover podcast is Canadian. Is it weird that Canada in general, A, has a character, and B, has a character that's as cool as Wolverine? Is it weird? It's no. a little weird, isn't it? Like, it's fucking awesome as well. Yeah, like it's I, oh yeah, it's awesome that like like if we were to say like oh so and so is Canadian and you'd be like oh who's Canadian fucking like I don't know Daredevil's North, Canadian well no Daredevil. North Star yeah, well yeah North Star is Canadian but like <laughs> Sasquatch Puck? yeah Sasquatch Sasqu- Puck? come on man we should fucking Sasquatch for Prime Minister Canadian Pride. Like we're all Canadian here and those listening, like you can one of us or whatever not, but like we're all Canadian. But like I don't know. I think it's pretty cool. Like I like I was gonna throw this out there. Wolverine should be on the ten dollar bill up here. I'd be okay with it. Sir John A. McDonald aside, Queen Elizabeth aside, Wolverine should probably be on our currency, shouldn't he? Yeah, but was he ever, like, proven to be born in Canada? Oh, absolutely. Well, here's the thing. This is what's weird about the the origins. You always knew he was, he was um, Canadian, but they never really did, like, the super, super Wolverine origin because they did the really, 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 and I'm, I read that article on increasing your word power really 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 good (laughs) like wolverine origin story they got so much good press from this movie 
that was one that they did the Wolverine Origins plotline in the comic where they went way back to like the 1800s when he was like first born and did like that whole thing. Because before was like James, whatever. Yeah, James he was James, or... James McAvoy, I think was his name when they gave him like his real, his real, real name before he was did... Logan. They didn't do that origin until 2003 because they got so much good like pump up from this movie that they were like, Hey, we should do the or like the Wolverine origin now while we're hot off this movie, right? We could sell some comic books to some regular folk, right? Yeah. Is that when is that when Wolverine Origins is, that comic book came out? It comes out like a year after this. Oh, okay. Because they got so much good karma or not karma, but just good press from this. That like, that was when they did the Wolverine, like the origin origin. Right? Yeah. Like I, I have that whole run, and I'm like I just I didn't know when it, I couldn't remember when it started because I didn't start collecting it until like 2007, and then I, I went think back it comes out 2002. Press. Don't quote me on that, but it definitely comes out after this movie because they decided to write the Wolverine origin after this because they had people hooked, right? Yeah. And it was a brilliant idea to be like, okay, now we're gonna write. Because they've, they've written Wolverine Origin, like the Weapon X stuff with him, like fighting Omega Red, and the stuff with Silver Which Fox. Which they've yet to do in the movies. Yeah, what, what, like the stuff with Silver Fox and the stuff with whatever. And like, like they did stuff, but they never did the origin of him, like when he was a kid in like 1895 or whatever. It's not as cool, man. But. It's totally not as cool. I don't know. They did that, and they did that after this. The plastic prison thing, that was something that they invented for this movie. And I gotta say, that's fucking brilliant. Wasn't it made of glass? Uh, well, might, well, it's glass and plastic, right? Yeah, glass and plastic. Just, but with just that, not with that metal. Said, yeah. I can't not think of the second movie. You should have killed me when you had the chance. And, oh, oh, that's the best line in any of the X-Men movies when he does that. Oh, and Brian Singer, like, like, well done, good sir. I mean, sure, you did the terrible, terrible emo superman but you had this first x-men movie and you were fantastic but like i don't know i really liked like the plastic prison they never did that in the comic books and the idea of that in the movies i thought that was fucking brilliant like i really yeah. really i i don't know i really really like that yeah i i love i love it that it's introduced in this movie and that they they have that neat thing and that it's brought back and is made a major plot point in X2, which yes. is yeah. clearly the best of the series. <laughs> oh God. And like they bring in Brian Cox to play striker. And while he's not playing the striker from the comic books, the striker version that they did in that second one, like who would have thunk it? If you bring in some really, really good British actors into comic book movies, all of a sudden you start getting some good scenes. I'm just like, yeah, it's because they never really <laughs> well, got like any I, real I, good Canadian actors. Well, besides Sabretooth, but hey, you know what? <laughs> he wasn't given much to work with. No, but like, I don't know, because like, just they. Well, I freaking, I freaking freaking love X two. Like, like I said to you, Pierce. Like, I think yeah. the the scene where they attack the school is one of my favorite scenes of any Marvel movie. I agree. I like. I I thought, I thought Nightcrawler storming the Oval Office was probably one of the best. God, that was a great no, opening. That, that that I love because like it's a great action sequence. It's set to freaking Mozart, which is just awesome. Yeah. And then 
you've got uh, like everything about that is really really great. But the thing that I really really love about the uh, them storming the school is how they portray Wolverine in that. And what it is, is that it's not even how they portray Wolverine, but how they portray everyone is that they've got this really, really nice surgical precision, like kind of attack where they're like, okay, so we're going to go in, we're going to trank everyone. It's going to be fine. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to trank people and then we're going to leave. And worst case scenario, maybe someone has bullets but whatever, we're going to go in, we're going to trank all these kids, and, you know, that's that's actually a pretty decent plan for, a, you know, an actual military attack. So they go in and they try it, and then Wolverine sees one guy, and he goes a fucking shit house and kills 15 <laughs> people. Yeah, because you get to see Berserker Wolverine in that scene for the first yeah. time, right? Yeah. Like, just out of nowhere, like, there, there's no rules of engagement. Like, after the first guy pulls a knife on him, he just straight up murders 15 people <laughs> who are probably carrying around tranquilizer darts. Like, oh no, what do I do? Ah, I'm stabbed in the neck. <laughs> Trespassing, like, bitch. Yeah, like, <laughs> what are you Jesus, doing in here? Fuck you. See, you're making me want to record a, a podcast to the second one, but like, God. Well, because like, I have a download. This hour. <laughs> I, I have it handy. Nice. Well, you save it, because I'm sure we'll do it. Because you know what? We'll save that when, when Age of Apocalypse is about to come out. We'll do the second one. But like, because... Um, the reason they were really able to cut loose and make the second one really, really good is because we'd already kind of like the reason this one sort of suffers is because they are sort of handcuffed by trying to establish background for not all, but most of the characters in this one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So in the second one, they're just able to get down and dirty. Right. And they're able to be like, you know what? We're going to bring in one of the best British actors who's ever fucking existed in Brian Cox. And we're going to get him to play striker and we're just going to cut him loose in a few scenes and he's going to be fantastic. And then we're going to bring in like lady Deathstrike, Who's like one of the best like nerdgasm characters you can have for the X-Men. Yeah. And we're going to have a really awesome fight sequence between her and Wolverine. And we're going to cast Kelly. You. So like, yeah. Yeah, th- that, that's just what I thought with, with when X2 came out. I was like, okay, so X1 was – it was good, but it, 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 it suffers. If you like, it as a movie, it's, it's, yeah. a little, it's a little rough. Yeah. Um, and then it's like, okay, so what they did is that they, they, they introduced this whole universe. They introduced all of these social things behind it, and they introduced all these characters, and then they cram in like 10 minutes of movie. Yeah, and then the second <laughs> and, half, and that, that 10 minutes and then, like and then they're like, okay, okay, so we got it, we did just enough, and then they're like, oh god, I hope this works. And they put it out there, and it did. And yeah, it works. and that, that 10 and people, minutes. And people ate it up, and they're like, alright, let's go watch this. So they're like, oh, thank god, now we can make a real movie. And then X2 came out. <laughs> yeah, and that 10 minutes that you talked about was them like knocking over trinkets at a fucking gift shop in the Statue of Liberty. Right? <laughs> no, no, that, that's cumulative. <laughs> like, yeah, X2, because they established everything in this, X2 was so, like, I think, like, this movie is a product of its time. Like, it came out in 2000, and like I said, it, it wasn't the comic book movie we deserved, but it was the one we needed at the time. And because it came out, and it was decent enough that we were like, this is fucking good, and it's not an embarrassment to the X-Men. Robin and Robin. 
Yeah, it's not like Batman and Robin, where Batman and Robin was a fucking embarrassment to the Dark Knight and everything that it stood for. This was yeah. not an like this didn't embarrass the X Men. And if you were already an X Men fan, you liked it. And if you weren't necessarily a comic book villain or comic comic book fan, <laughs> I've been drinking. I've been drinking. Doctor Doom is here. Who's the villain? Who's the hero? A comic book fan. You were kind of like. Oh, you know, like, like, let's say you were just a female. You're like, oh my God, we got that nice close up of Hugh Jackman and his sculpted chest, right? And stuff like, like there was enough there that it drew you in. And then you got some cool action sequences and then you got a terrible action sequence where Wolverine is knocking over trinkets in the fucking gift shop. But, um, you know, it was just, it was good enough. Like it was the comic book movie we deserved at the time. Like, well, what's really nice is that they, they gambled with that because they're like, okay, introducing an X-Men movie is hard. And I feel like they could have gone a lot worse. Like and made oh, a worse God, yes. movie, a, made a worse movie that is more um, like digestible by the public. But they decided to shove a lot of lore down people's throats. Yes. Well played. And it worked. And imagine a world where that movie failed miserably. Like, would we have what we have now? I don't want to imagine that. that that's a yeah. terrible hypothetical ever to say. <laughs> don't so do this sad. to me, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> that's a really good point, Lee Pock, like, And now go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to make you cry myself to sleep. Thank you. Yeah. That's like I said, like how I said it was the comic book movie. It wasn't the one we, we deserved, but it was the one we needed. Right, because like, like there's an alternate universe where this movie is like fucking terrible, and I walk out of the theater and I'm like, when I went to see Avatar: The Last Airbender by M Night Shyamalan, and I'm like, I'm gonna demand my fucking money back. But like, I walked out of this movie and I was like, man, they really got a lot of it right. Like they like the casting, like they had James Marsden, they had like. They had fucking Patrick Stewart as Professor X, and it was brilliant. And they had Ian McKellen, who brought it as Magneto. And they had... Um, well, here's a question for Hugh you. Hugh Jackman, who I couldn't imagine anybody else playing Wolverine, as we said earlier. And well, now, but uh, Halle Berry as Storm, which is fantastic. And, and, and just the casting was brilliant, and the writing was great. And I just... It, it was a movie that we needed and, and i'm sorry i interrupted but go ahead rob yeah well well in in terms of the casting it's like because yeah like i think we've all agreed that they did a great job casting this who didn't they cast correctly i i don't think they did they miscast anybody other than like anna Paquin had a terrible southern she accent fine Whatever. Yeah, like, and she, she for the role. The role is a nothing role. It, yeah, it's something yeah. like it's. It she gets pushed around by every other character. She doesn't actually do anything by herself. She's just there, and yeah. it was a nice introduction for her. I think she did fine. Yeah, and they wanted emo rogue. They didn't want awesome rogue that like stole the powers of Carol Danvers, Miss Marvel, and yeah, became super powerful. Superman. Yeah, like they they wanted emo rogue from, and which was accurate if you read the, um, the newer X Men, like the um, like there were the two X Men. Oh God, I forget which branch it was, but they did have rogue where she was like a teenage girl and she's an emo as opposed to the the rogue that most people from our generation are familiar with, 
which is the rogue from the animated series who stole Carol Danvers' power. Powers. Are you thinking, are you thinking of like Wolverine and the X Men or? Um... No, Wolverine and the X Men was an animated series. I'm trying to remember the. Well, it's actually a comic book too. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah you're right. You're right. But I mean, that's like within the last five years. Yeah. Um. There was. I think it was. I want to say it was the Astonishing X Men. The, the Joss Whedon one? No, yeah, you're right. The Joss Whedon one actually that was astonishing. The Joss Whedon one was the astonishing. Okay, that was yeah. the one that saved the X Men because that was the one that came out after House of M when House of M completely was bad plot but was necessary because they had too many. Mutants. Gotta get rid of the mutants. <laughs> yeah, and then House of M got rid of all the mutants, and then Joss Whedon kind of saved the X Men. I can't remember what it was, but they basically rebooted the X-Men after this movie came out or sorry, slightly before this movie came out <laughs> and they had like teenage rogue and rogue. So I hate to interrupt, but um, is it just me or did the movie end like 20 minutes ago or am I really, really far ahead? No, no, no. But the movie, the movie's over. Like if, I, I've, if, I've you're following around, if you're following around, we talked through all this, all the sequences. I, I closed my player like, Five minutes ago? Yeah, five minutes ago. We, we, we talked through all the credits, and we actually yeah. had some really good stuff. Where we I was actually going to ask, it's like, are we talking through the credits because there's something coming? But then I just didn't bother. No. Like, I just then opened up. There was nothing after the credits. No, who was the first? What was the first movie to do a PS sequence? That's a good question. Like, first ever or first I, Marvel movie? I, the first ever I, of the comic movies, I think, was Daredevil. I think Daredevil was the first one to do a PS sequence. What the hell was after Daredevil? Vegas. Daredevil's was like um, the credits rolled, and then at the end there was a shot of like the hospital, and it was Bullseye in the hospital where he was like in the oh, body. Yeah, yeah, he was in the body cast, and then <laughs> I remember like, that. Yeah, the fly was buzzing around, and then he like is able to kind of reach for the needle. He and then you it, see and gets the sigh of relief. Yeah, and you see him drill the fly with the needle, and he go, and Colin Farrell goes bullseye and stuff like that. Right? I think that's the first PS. Oh my god, that sounds terrible. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's the first PS sequence in the history of comic book movies, and it was <laughs> all about that. And it was Colin Farrell as bullseye of all fucking things. Right? Yeah, that could be because what was that? Two thousand three in that movie. Yeah, that one was two thousand three. Because we did that. I'm not sure if you two guys listened to our... I, I, I actually... I started listening to it just to kind of give myself a heads up of how this was going to pan out. The yeah. First and then, movie. But, like, I only listened to, like, ten minutes of it. I, I wasn't even watching the movie. I was just listening to the, the opening bit. Well played. And you guys actually started about, talking about the movie and, like, the that horrible CG that was going on. I stopped. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm like, I can't see it right now, so... Wow. Yeah. But, like, I think that commentary track is one of the best we've we've done on the on the short history of this pod because like i don't know i think that's pretty good and like this movie is like this x-men movie was short like i don't know if you like we had yeah, it, was, it was only an hour 40 yeah hour 44 or something like that yeah and that was yeah. with credit considering how fast mine was going it was probably an hour and 22 so <laughs> yeah the i don't know you yours like was a, going it sounded like 30 minutes yeah <laughs> like, like, a, what, like like one that was playing it like 1.5 speed or something like I don't, that. I was trying to figure it out halfway through. I'm like, why is my life so far ahead? Yeah. Like, like am I, I watching know. a different version? Like, I think watching I got mine. The director's cut the, where they cut the more wow. stuff. They, oh, the first, first ever movie to do a post credits. Oh, you scene. looked it up. Go ahead. 
was all you need is cash in oh, you're looking, oh, you, 78. Oh, you're looking up the actual date. I thought you were just looking up for comic book movies. I've never Oh no, that, that was that was the first movie ever. To ever. Do oh, okay. And then the Muppet movie did one in 1979, which is probably <laughs> the one that is most known. You know what? I'm going to I'm going to see I'm going to see if I could find a comic book movie. Who doesn't here. fucking love the Muppet movies, quite frankly? Cuz I know Blade didn't do one and I know none of the old Batman movies did one. Yeah. And I I honestly think it was the Daredevil. I honestly think the Daredevil movie was the first one to do the, the it, Gremlins 2. <laughs> Gremlins 2 oh, did it. Gremlins 2. <laughs> Judge Reinhold wasn't even in that. <laughs> I'm not watching a Gremlins movie without Judge Reinhold. I'm just going to throw that Oh my god, Super Mario Brothers had one? Oh. <laughs> of course. Really? <laughs> oh, Super god, Mario that's a good, that's I just watched a good that Super movie, Mario like, Brothers was the original one that I remember from that. I, I remember watching that. Oh, there was one god. in True Lies as well. Wow. Oh, oh yeah, John, True Lies had one. I remember that. Oh, John, yeah, True, True Lies was great. Yeah, oh yeah. I would happily do a commentary on True Lies. <laughs> well, but I probably wouldn't talk because I'd be watching the movie the whole exactly, time. right? Like, oh my god. I I would do a commentary on Super Mario Brothers. I'm just yeah, supposed to that one for us to do a commentary track. I'm, I'm, I just currently threw it on because I watched it recently. I like I don't remember there being a postscript on it. But I'm now um, flipping through to find it. You know what makes True Lies awesome? You you watch Tom, True Lies. Tom Arnold. Yeah, I was just gonna say that. Watch True Lies and you kind of go, like like here's how you know True Lies is a really really good film because you watch True Lies and you go, yeah, I really like Tom Arnold, right? Like like you watch. Why do I always have to be in the band? Yeah. <laughs> and that was the PS sequence too, right? Because he goes, yeah. All right, you know, he goes like, all right, next mission, you guys are in the van. I'm sick of being in the van, right? Like like that's how you know and like. The terrorists in that movie, like, here's why I think they don't run that movie on cable anymore, is because the terrorists in that movie are, are, they're kind of dead nuts on, right? Yeah. Like, they're super Middle Eastern, and... Aren't they, like, Iranian or something? Yeah, they're uh, they're, they're really Iranian and... Oh my god, there is a postscript in Super Mario Brothers. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Did you not know that? That, that was the whole thing. I remember going to freaking, um, like, the video store where we rented movies for, like, years after that, looking for the sequel. Because it was all like, oh, my God, you guys got to come on and save this new thing. And it's like, oh, boy, there's going to be a sequel. There was never a sequel. And as well there should have been. Because, as like, I like John Leguizamo and Bob Hoskins, I think, is one of the most underrated actors of all time. Like, if you rewatch Hook, him and <laughs> Dustin Hoffman fucking own that movie. And, I don't know, but, like, the Super Mario Bros. is such a piece of shit. And, like, like we recorded <laughs> to it. Like, we're now over the two-hour mark. I have seen that movie since I was, like, eight. Yeah, like, we're, we're now over the two-hour mark on this X-Men commentary, and we spent a good two hours hand-jibbing and mouth-jibbing Brian mouth Singer. Mouth-jibbing? Is that a thing? No, I'm just throwing it out there. Mouth-jobbing. Like, mouth-jobbing. <laughs> Brian Singer for, you know, doing the X-Men a little bit of justice, right, in this movie, and then we get to, like, and now we're talking about the Super Mario Brothers movie, <laughs> who were in well, no way 
even remotely close <laughs> to doing that video game justice, just quite frankly. Just fun. <laughs> I just watched the postscript. I just watched the postscript and was like, we're going to give you guys a video game. Oh my god. I had no idea that existed. <laughs> you know what? I, I want to watch that movie, but the only the only way that I would watch that movie is if I was doing some sort of commentary track for it, because I honestly have not seen it since I was eight, and I fucking loved it. Yeah. I watched it, like, with within the last month, I rewatched it just for shits. And it's like, it's oh, so you're bad. Get it's out of so here. Bad. And, like, so, Dennis, doesn't Dennis uh, Hoff, or not Dennis Hoffman, um, what's his face? Who played the bad guy in that movie? Uh, Dennis Hopper. Dennis doesn't Hopper. Dennis Hopper have an Oscar? <laughs> like I'm fairly certain that that movie has an Oscar winner in it. Like Bob Hoskins might not have an Oscar, and he probably should. But I'm, I just I'm like, remember all the Koopas had really, really tiny heads. Yeah, yes, they did. I'm like ninety percent certain that Dennis Hopper has a has an Oscar. I'm like I'm like ninety percent certain. So there was an Oscar winner in that Terrell. So that well now we've got our project. Like the next commentary track that we're gonna do, we're gonna do the the the. Mario Brothers. The fucking Mario Brothers. <laughs> but, but yeah, I have looked it up here, Pierce. Yeah, go ahead. You were correct. Daredevil was the first superhero first movie. Comic book movie. Yeah, I'm fairly certain. Or, yeah, I figured whatever. that was. Yeah. And then later in 2003, X2 had one. At least it's, it's yeah, it's film. Yeah, it was the Phoenix stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I uh, guess, like, I, I feel like we're going to have to come back and do X2. I feel like the four of us are going to have are, are going to have to come back and, and do... Um, do X two, but uh, the problem X2 is was so good. Yeah, the problem is X two yeah, is the problem is X two is really fucking good. So I don't know if like how how much commentary would be going. On. Yeah, like we're yeah. like oh man, here yeah, because like I'm afraid we we'd fall into the trap. Of... <laughs> yeah, like, I'm afraid, like like just to put a wrap on this because we're now two hour mark on this on this pod, but like um. Let's go ahead and grade this movie. We'll go one person at a time. Like, I, I guess on a scale of one to ten, what do you think? X, the the first X Men two thousand. Let's start with Mike Leapock. What do you think? A scale of one to ten. Uh, I would put it somewhere between a seven and a seven point five. And that that's actually pretty high. Like the thing is, is that it 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 does some stuff really really well, and overall it's kind of like the, <laughs> but I. I no, I give it a good seven point five. Yeah, I think that's pretty fair. What, what do you think, Rob? And if you feel like you is, need to go to a different rating system, go right ahead. Is, I don't is care. Is this based on like as of two thousand or as of two thousand fifteen? Straight start. the goddamn movie. What's in your heart? What say? What's in your heart, man? Like, uh, I'll give it an eight. Yeah, okay. I was gonna give it an eight. All right. Honestly, on... it, didn't, it didn't really matter which year you're <laughs> up. in my mind i'm like i'm gonna rate it based on like the year it came out yeah rated on uh, the year of 1962 yeah. um Dave Harper, go ahead well if it was in 2000 i thought this was probably the greatest movie ever made but <laughs> since then i have seen quite a few movies uh and it, it is definitely no longer the greatest movie ever made uh, I, I've got it in a seven and a half rating right now. Yeah, I, I, I like I agree with you guys. I think I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna agree with Rob. Like I, I think mentally, if I were to rate this movie, because like Rob brought up like a good point. Like if like based on if you're rating it in 2015 or if you're rating it in 2000, if I was rating it in 
in 2015, I'd give it a 7.5. If I'd rate it in 2000, I'd bump it up in a half point and give it an 8. Because, like, I, and, like, this is, like, the fourth or fifth time I've said this during this particular commentary, but this wasn't the movie that we deserved, but it was the movie we needed, and, like, it brought it, you know? Like, it, it brought it, especially given the fact that the, the last comic book movie we had was two years earlier, and it was fucking Blade, and Blade is a movie that has fucking Steven Dorff, who is so fucking terrible, and was the worst comic book movie bad guy of all time that I don't think he's acted since. I'm not. I'm like. I'm not willing to look up Steven Dorff's IMDb. You don't, you don't want that in your history. But like, we'll record a commentary track to Blade because I want to record a commentary track to Blade because I think that movie is the perfect blend of some awesome with a lot of terrible. It's a fun movie. Yeah, I fun. think I might have. I, I know I've seen Blade One. Yeah. I might have seen Blade Two. Yeah. But if you ask me about anything, they're definitely the same movie. Yeah. Like if I if I picture if I Blade Two is not any great. scene from any of those movies. I'm fairly certain Blade Two came out the same year as this. I don't and know. Blade, Blade Three was pretty awesome. No, it was not. Blade <laughs> Two. Blade Two was and a commentary s- track. Big begins. Blade you Two <laughs> was a steep drop from this movie, and I'm fairly certain Blade Two came out the same year. No, Blade. Sorry, Blade Two came out in 2002. So Blade Two is two years after this X Men movie. But, um, Blade. It's two years before Blade Two is two years after this X Men movie that we just recorded to, but um, Blade is watchable. Blade Two is actually watchable. It's not great, but it's watchable. Blade Three is a complete piece of shit, and um, was the holy shit. He's one of of crap. Yeah, was one of the first movies that um, that was the first comic book movie that uh, what's his face was in Ryan Reynolds and. Ryan Reynolds is O for the century as far as comic <laughs> as far as comic book movies go because he's 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 over three I think he's been in three because yeah. he, he did Blade, Blade Trinity which is terrible so that's over one and then he did Deadpool no no well, let me let me build to it Dave for God's sake and <laughs> no sorry so he was over one with Blade Trinity and then he was over two because he was in X Men Origins Wolverine with where he played like um he was dead yeah he was deadpool in that one while he was sort of deadpool that's a movie we should fucking record a commentary wade he was wade wilson which he actually had he had a pretty good character he nailed the wade character he just didn't nail deadpool deadpool and that that one (laughs) i went is that the one where the deadpool character literally had his mouth Shut. Sewn shut. Yeah. yeah. So he was. The so merc. how do you nail a character when well, you no, have no, no. a mouth? He's no, the merc the, with the mouth. The first, the first half was yeah. was Wade. Yeah, he was kind he of nailed that because he was kind of like cocky and had the whole character. Yeah. Down. Right, right, right. Which is what should carry on to Deadpool, but then you know there's no Deadpool. You know what? I hate Ryan Reynolds, and I kind of unfairly judge him on. Um, X-Men Origins Wolverine, and uh, I'm going to go on record right now on this particular podcast and say X-Men Origins Wolverine was not Ryan Reynolds' fault. That was a bad script. 
So I'm not gonna blame I'm not gonna blame Ryan Reynolds for Origins Wolverine. I hey, will just just as a comment. If if you ever wanted to do a uh, a commentary track on X Men Origins, I have a particular version that would be pretty phenomenal. <laughs> All right, and it is, it, that... it is the the work release version that was leaked yeah. way before the movie came out. I watched that one. Too. Richard told me to watch that. I still haven't seen it. Isn't there like things that come in? It's just like make this sparkle, make it bling here. No, no, the the best one is when Sabretooth goes and is stalking people and he puts his hand on a window and then this message pops up. It looks like it was drawn in MS Paint. Yeah. And it says, extend claws here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the rough cut that was like 90% finished leaked on the internet and i watched that and there was like a sequence of like wolverine on the train and, and there's a there's a bit for like the log the log train yeah he get, he's on a train and then like hugh jackman will like run up to the train like there's a scene where he like runs up on the train and then he gets punched in the face and then when he gets punched in the face he flies back and then it shows hugh jackman kind of fly back and then it immediately like the pirated version that i I did pirate because, like, I didn't want to wait a month for that movie to come out <laughs> of the theater. It cuts, and, like, it immediately cuts to, like, the bland, like, dummy CG that they hadn't finished yet. It, it looked <laughs> like it was made from, like, sequence. reboot. In yeah, the and it looked like it was on because it was, like, stage one, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's so funny. I've I, I seen the exact same version. It's just how fast it cuts. Because it's like Wolverine gets punched and he rolls and he hits these logs. And then all the logs get rolling off with him. And then all of a sudden it's just this clay dummy going... Yeah, it was, it was bad. It was a rough cut. Oh my god! Like, it, was, it was a rough cut that everybody pi- pirated too, because why wouldn't you if it comes out a month earlier, right? Yeah, like clearly right. somebody. It's like with the Game of Thrones. Like Game of Thrones. Like clearly they gave the critics the four episodes, right? And then one of the critics across planet Earth, because you know Game of Thrones is such a big show that most pirated show ever. Yeah, but like most pirated. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, Ga- Game of Thrones is such a big show that like critics in every country on planet earth are writing about this right so they gave all the critics across planet earth once again the first four episodes <laughs> so that they could write welcome to earth so that they could so that they could earth. yeah so that they could write about it and then one of the critics and we still don't know who gave it's it away Cisco. yeah it's gave it away about to somebody that they shouldn't have trusted because then the four first four episodes of this particular season ended up on the internet and we most of us watched them you know before it's still up i saw i saw all four before episode one aired (laughs) i'm willing to admit that i i was unwilling to wait on the game of game of thrones so i've watched the first yeah so sadly i've now not seen it for a month because i'd already seen it Oh, that's true. Gonna have to watch it again. Yeah. Yep. As I'll a book reader and Game of Thrones podcaster, <laughs> I will say it. I have no comment. <laughs> All right. So that's a good segment. So here we are. We just recorded our X Men commentary. I like. I don't know. I think it'll be fun if you watch it wrong alongside us. I had a lot of fun. I hope you guys had a lot of fun. Um, stay tuned because um, our good friends Rob Callflesh <laughs> and Mike Leapock are going to be back, and we're going to record our. Um, like recording this on a Saturday, 
Um, tomorrow night, episode five of the fifth season of Game of Thrones comes out. We're going to watch that, and then we're going to record on Monday our mid-season recap. Um, Pierce, are we ready to record yet? <laughs> I'm pushing play, record now. All right. Um, you weren't supposed to say that. <laughs> wait, 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 uh, I, was, I wasn't lined up at absolute zero. Absolutely. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> zero, zero, Calvin. Damn it! I was running in Celsius. And on that note. <laughs> <laughs> goodbye and we'll see you monday um say goodbye to all the uh, <laughs> listeners out there you guys cheers folks cheers folks all right well oh well put all right and on that note we're out and we'll see you on monday for our game of thrones season five mid-season recap take care <laughs>